93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And it is Thursday, February 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Two people who showed up at a Philadelphia hospital say they were shot while driving in their SUV on 95, and police are trying to confirm their claims. Investigators have been speaking with the 25-year-old woman and 24-year-old man who are in stable condition at Episcopal Hospital in Kensington with gunshot wounds to their legs. Around 9.45 in the evening, Philadelphia police received a call from the hospital that two shooting victims had been dropped off. According to the victims... Sorry. You okay? Sorry. There's gum on the floor over here, and I just stepped in it. What? I'm not really... What the hell? I'm not supposed to put my gum there? Uh, No, you're not. Sorry. Uh, And it was throwing me off. Uh, So anyway, um, (laughs) according to the victims, uh, the woman was driving on 95 northbound near Allegheny uh, with a man in the back seat and another passenger in the front seat of the SUV. They told investigators a black SUV pulled up uh, to the driver's side of their vehicle and opened fire, hitting two of them. After being struck, they drove to the hospital, but tell police that the third passenger dropped them off uh, and dropped the injured man and woman and then drove away. Uh, Officers pulled over that vehicle at Kensington and Lehigh after Spotting the bullet holes on the SUV. The victim says that the passenger was on their way back to the hospital. Since the victims claim the shooting happened on the highway, the investigation has been turned over to the Pennsylvania State Police. Investigators are checking their State Police 95 cameras to see if anything was recorded. It's pretty wild because you have two options. There was somebody who knew them or somebody randomly who driving along yeah. shooting right. people. Either right. way. Yeah. But besides okay. that, what's the latest on the gum situation? Well, Preston, uh, from the gum division, I think that it is uh, dried fruit and oh. not, in fact, gum. Oh, yeah, God. remember we had those salads yesterday. That's exactly what it is. It's yes. a craisin. It's a it's crazy. A crazy. Yes. God damn it. Son of a bitch. Always That's what happened. is gum. gum. Yeah. Yes. Fruit hybrids Fake are news. horrible. Fake news. Fake <laughs> news. <laughs> Dried fruit news. Hey, well, we got to the bottom of it. We, we did. did. Yeah, I'm not sure we did. Listen, this these stories. This isn't the end of this story. No, these stories are, are terrible, but gum on the bottom of your shoe, it what a sucks. pain in the ass. It sucks. <laughs> okay, if you're going to get to this next story, we were talking yes. about this. This is. This is insane. Terrifying. A Coast Guard lieutenant who was arrested. Arrested last week in a domestic terrorist uh, is a domestic terrorist who drafted an email discussing biological attacks and had what appeared to be a hit list that included prominent Democrats and media figures. Prosecutors said in court papers, Christopher Paul Hassan is due to appear in federal court today in Maryland after his arrest on gun and drug offenses. But prosecutors say those charges are the proverbial tip of the iceberg. Hassan, who works for the Coast Guard headquarters in Washington, has uh, espoused extremist views for years, according to prosecutors. Court papers detail in June of 2017 uh, an email draft in which Hassan wrote that he was dreaming of a way to kill almost every last person on Earth and pondering how it might be able to acquire anthrax and toxins to create botulism or a deadly influenza. So the multiple horrific aspects of this, he's working in Washington. Uh, He had apparently been going off like this for years. Thank God. I guess somebody tipped him off because they'd obviously been watching him. They were able to nip this in the bud. But this guy's off the charts, crazy. He was he was going on on government uh, computers and doing searches on extremist stuff, and so that's kind of how, how they they found him. They they tracked him off. But Steve, Thank he was God. saying that he was he was a former skinhead yeah. in his earlier days. And he and his he pre- sent a letter to himself. Yeah, so how military does... days. He wanted to try to cause serious 
Oh, I mean, it, like killing right. mil- millions of people if make, you could Make do the it. world burn. Wow. So uh, how does that not get discovered dur- <laughs> during his clearance, right? I guess it's not a perfect system. Well, if yeah, you yeah. know how to manipulate, oh, well, you can get around okay. that. I mean, but thank God they, they nipped it oh in the bud, God, but it no was kidding. precariously close to something horrific. Yeah. So in September of 2017, Hassan sent himself a draft letter that he had written to a neo-Nazi leader that and identified himself as a white nationalist for over 30 years and advocated for focused violence in order to establish a white homeland, prosecutors wrote. Hassan routinely read portions of a manifesto written by a Norwegian mass murderer and expressed admiration for Russia. Prosecutors alleged that Hassan visited thousands of websites that sold guns and researched military tactic manuals on improvised munitions. Federal agents found 15 firearms, including several rifle, rifles and over 1,000 rounds of ammunition inside of his, uh, his basement in Silver Spring, Maryland. They also found a container with more than 30 bottles of what were labeled human growth hormones. Yeah, he had HGH. Uh, Hassan appeared to be a chronic user of opioid painkillers uh, and purchased a flask <laughs> filled with four ounces of synthetic urine online. Authorities think that he purchased the fake urine to use in case he was randomly oh, selected for a drug test. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's like a you couldn't concoct a more you yeah, know, horrific yeah. scenario. It's important to know that from time to time that people like this uh, ha- have been caught. Yes. That things like this have been averted. That, that could have been national or, or worldwide tragedies. They do get these people from time to time. And that's them doing their job. That's them and doing, doing their and job. thank God they did their job. I also understand he was a fan of hybrid fruit. Oh, no. Is, my yeah. God. The chief of the Federal Defender's Office in Maryland, which is representing Hassan, declined to comment on the allegations. The Coast Guard did not immediately respond. So he uh, had clearance. He had to have some sort of, some level of clearance. Yeah, he worked, yes. he worked at the Coast Guard. He yeah. did. Yeah. Housing advocates in Philadelphia have long complained that bu- the building boom has led to a shortage of affordable housing. Uh, Fox 29 reported on a man who's living in North Philadelphia, and he's living out of his van because of this reason. David, who didn't want to give his last name, is a 62-year-old resident of North Philadelphia whose home is a bluish-green Chevy van parked on the corner of 8th and Norris. The van has a bed, a TV, a space heater, and a microwave powered by a cord running to a nearby construction site. All the items David says that he needs to get by, which he claims he has for years. David, who uh, says that he suffers from multiple sclerosis, says he moved into the van after his home just a block away was damaged during new construction. He says he survives by doing odd jobs for neighbors who say they know that he lives there. David says he uses rainwater to wash up and bathrooms in local stores. He also says he doesn't want to leave or he doesn't want anyone's pity. I have no worries. I live for each day and live each day that God gives me. Pretty amazing, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know that we we know the the folks who do the the van life. You know the uh, yeah yeah they, they, they mod their van and all this stuff. That's that's by choice. This is sort of necessity. how he's ended up. Necessity. Uh, necessity, yeah. Yeah, but like the neighbors know him. He does jobs. For See, them yeah, he and... seems like a really nice guy. I know, yeah, it's yeah. Sad. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers announced that All-Star Center Joel Embiid will be out for at least a week with what left knee soreness. Yeah, and guard Furkin Korkmaz. 
will be out indefinitely with a meniscus tear. Embiid had the MRI on Tuesday, but Coach Brown didn't believe Embiid playing in Sunday's All-Star game did anything to add to the lingering soreness he has in his knee. The Sixers are at home tonight with their first game after the All-Star break and will host the Miami Heat. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The National Hockey League's Department of Player Safety has suspended Flyers defenseman Radko Gudis for for two games as a result of a high-striking penalty against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, The incident happened with four minutes and eight seconds left in the third period in Tuesday night's game. Gudis is considered a repeat offender under the terms of a collective bargaining agreement and has been suspended three times before as a flyer. He will miss tonight's game in Montreal against the Canadiens and the outdoor game on Saturday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tonight's game gets underway at 7.30. In college basketball, Duke star Zion Williams injured his knee in the opening minute of the game against UNC. His Nike shoe blew out and he sprained his right knee on the first possession on what became top-ranked Duke's 88-72 loss to number 8 North Carolina. Williamson grabbed his right knee in pain after slipping and falling when the rubber sole ripped loose from the rest of the shoe from the heel to the toes along the outer edge uh, with Williamson's foot coming out all of the way through the large gap. And in baseball news, uh, Don Newcomb, a star right-hander for the Dodgers who made history by becoming the first pitcher to win the Rookie of the Year, Most Valuable Player, and Cy Young Awards in his career, has died at the age of 92. Nicknamed Nuke, he played for the Dodgers in Brooklyn and Los Angeles and was the first black pitcher to start a World Series game in 1949. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome everyone to a uh, Thursday morning, and uh, we have uh, some stuff planned for today. Let me see what we have for you. Number one, uh, we're going to talk to Jeremy Roenick. Yes. I haven't talked to Jeremy Roenick in a long time. Uh, but it's always always conversive. Yeah, it's it's in uh, conjunction with the charity event that's uh, going on uh, tomorrow, actually, at Miller's Ale House, and it is the New Hope Dogs. Uh, so we'll get some details along with uh, Jack O'Donnell, who is from the organization as well. So uh, Jeremy Ronick, so it should be pretty cool. Um, what else do we have going on today? We have to make sure that you get closer to winning our Word of the Week prize, which is only three days, three letters. It's a short one, but we have a six-pack of pit tickets for the MMRBQ, courtesy of our friends at Bud Light. So listen up for your chance to make sure uh, that you don't miss that letter and possibly win those tickets. It would be cool. And then uh, Marissa has an appearance tonight. Yes. PJ Willihans. And Marissa, where is that? In uh, It's in New Jersey. Maple Shade. Maple Shade? In Maple Shade. Okay. Got it. And I just found out we're going to have a whole bunch of concert tickets like Muse, Seth Meyers, Third Eye Blind, uh. World, uh, for Everybody Comes Out. Plus, you can meet Calendar Girls. It's going to be like a huge party tonight. Right. And um, enter to win that VIP Carbo Classic experience. Seven to nine tonight? Seven to nine tonight in Maple so, Shade. All right. So That's we'll, awesome. We'll remind you of that. So uh, these things and more are going on. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. Come back in a second. Uh, stupid question and entertainment report. That's what we begin the day with. So we'll do that in a moment. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com to score lift tickets for just 20 bucks and for details on how to register your sled to compete for cash and prizes. From WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? 
Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. Scoot up Valentine's Day? Diamonds will get you out of the doghouse. Make it up to her with Stevens Angel Heart Diamond Necklace for only $128. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Stevens Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, this morning, a stupid question. Correct answer will net you a four-pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show. And that is coming up on the 27th, and it will be through... Uh, March 3rd. So the question that I have for you this morning is uh, Denzel Washington. This is a Black History Month questions, by the way. Denzel Washington has been nominated for nine Oscars. How many has he won? Mm. 215-263-WMMR is the number. Let's see if you know the answer. And I left my entertainment report in. I've been leaving stuff in the other room. <laughs> well, you're all you're so scattered. We just survived Snowmageddon. This is the second time this week that I've done that. Um, Dude, it, I left my cell phone at home this morning. Did I, you really? I, I left that. And I had the debate of. Do, do I, I go, go back, back and yeah. get, my, get my phone, or do I just go to work? And I, yeah, I ended up working 15 minutes late. But it was it's so frustrating when you leave that crap behind. I, know. I left my briefcase, my all of it, every single day. <laughs> oh, yesterday, at home, yeah. yesterday, you were really? freaking. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Kathy, remember the morning that I absolutely flipped out in the office? Oh, you yeah. forgot because I, I left my, uh, I left all of my bizarre file stories. And all of my junk drawer and noticer stuff, which is just everything, all everything. of my prep yeah, yeah. work at home. I thought you broke the desk, and I was just I was banging on the desk, <laughs> f bombing all over the place. Because how stupid must I have to be well, to you... leave everything that I need at work at home? I'll make you feel better. I'm walking up City Line, and I realize <laughs> I left my car at home. You, your whole I car? left my God. car at home. Oh my! It God. happens. It happens. All right, so uh, let's see if you know the answer. How many Oscars has Denzel Washington won? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. I will go through the birthdays while you're calling in. Today is Thursday, February 21st. Uh, Celebrating a birthday today is actress Ellen Page. Casey and I were just off air talking about this show, uh, The Umbrella Academy, which we're to- both completely hooked Should up Should I in. stay with it? I watched the first episode. I, yeah, I was not that uh, thrilled. I was okay. love it. Okay. Absolutely. Right, I'll follow I'm, through with it. I'm three episodes in. Us, uh, the, the family, uh, all watched it together. I, start, I, I watched a little bit of the first episode, and I'm like, all right, this might be something that we as a family can sit down and watch. There's a little violence and language yeah, in yeah. it, but... Um, uh, we watched first three episodes last night and tore right through them, and I how can't many, wait to get more of it. How many episodes in the entire run? Ten episodes. Right. I finished in the it first last season. night. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll follow through. I mean, there was a there was enough there, but I'm like, uh, you know, these days you have to really pick and choose because yeah. there's so much to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you start get committed to something, and then right. it kind of fizzles. And yeah, man, I wasted I waste time when time. I could have wasted my yeah. time with something else. A uh, pretty wild movie that she's in that I watched not that long ago for the first time is Hard Candy. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of tough to watch. But it is. If you haven't seen that, go take a look. She's 32 today. Uh, actor Jordan Peele of Key and Peele. Yes, he's going to be uh, hosting uh, the new Twilight Zone anthology series. And he is the right guy to do it with, with Get Out. How about this other movie, Ma, that's yeah, coming out? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the trailer for that? I have not, but I heard about it. It looks very, very bizarre. Yeah, well, I love that. I love that he does this stuff. He's behind it, so I'm, I'm digging this direction that yeah. he's going in. He's 40 years old today. Big birthday for him today. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt also turns 40 years old. Still dig her. Yeah. She's on that show, I think, 911. 
right? She's the uh, she's a nine one one operator. Okay, this is I, I, the coming attractions for this show are like <laughs> every disaster that could happen. Yeah. I don't know where this is taking place, but I would move out of there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she is forty today. A big one for her. Uh, Billy Baldwin oh, has Billy. his birthday today. Brother of Alec Daniel and Stephen Baldwin. Uh, he was in Backdraft. Oh, Billy. I like Backdraft. Yeah, it's cheesy. It's yeah. cheesy fun. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and he was in that movie we were talking about with Cindy Crawford. Uh, Fair Game. Fair Game, which <laughs> is horrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's, he uh, what was it? Flatliners he was in, right? Flatliners. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah. 56 today. Uh, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Obviously, Frasier and Cheers and so on. I've seen him teased for a new, new series Yeah, series coming up. I've forgotten what So people who are falsely accused of crimes, they uh, they go and defend them. And then there's a, re- a talk of a reboot for Frasier, Preston. No kidding. Yeah. That could work. It could. That was a fun yeah. show. Uh, so he is uh, 64 today. Uh, Anthony Daniels, who's been here in our studio. The man inside the C-3PO Star Wars movies. And... <laughs> He, of course, he's a legend by that fact. Uh, yeah. What I always found amusing was his kind of veiled disdain for uh, Kenny Baker, who played R two D two. Like yeah. he's, you know, he's, he just sits in a can. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to walk places. And yeah, I had to say things and say things. Beep beep toot toot. What kind of acting is that? Well, I think he's maybe a little bit jealous that people liked R two D two more than their Preview. He's adorable. Uh, so Anthony yeah. is seventy three. Preview was a bitch. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I uh, speak. Me- I don't care. David Geffen, the legendary record executive, is seventy six years old. Uh, William Peterson, the actor, CSI, Grissom, and uh, Manhunt. Manhunter is a great movie, man. That really, was the, that was the first Hannibal Lecter that we saw on screen. Yeah, correct. Uh, and he is sixty six today. And then the last birthday, I saw Ashley Green, who was in Twilight. She played Alice Cullen. Yes, she uh, actually very. She's a lovely lady, a very attractive. Yep. I don't know if you haven't seen Twilight, you wouldn't know who the hell she is. I don't. She's thirty two. All right, let's see if we can get an answer <laughs> to the stupid question this morning. Uh, how many? Oh, wait, is it her birthday too? Yeah, just she was lost off of there. Yeah. Sophie Turner. Oh, Sansa Stark, and now Jean Grey mm-hmm. uh, is celebrating her birthday, and she's twenty three years old. Uh, I am in the fifth season of Game of Thrones and um, trying to tr- time it out to where I get right up to the uh, final season. You had to slow it down. You had to I slow did. your roll. I did. I had to slow down. I was watching too quickly. But she's uh, she's a lovely girl. A lovely girl. Who's yeah. she married to? Person? She's she engaged. To engaged to, to Joe Jonas. She's jo- uh, J- there you go. To Joe Jonas. Another one of the Jonas brothers. Mm-hmm. One of the very talented Jonas brothers. They're mm-hmm. all talented family. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all getting back together, by the way. The oh, Jonas they, brothers. Yeah. great news. But they're just going to call themselves Jonas. Oh, really? That's yeah, wonderful that's to what, hear. I yeah. did not know that. Now, really excuse that. me. I'm going to take a warm bath. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. And, and slit my wrists. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I wow. thought this was a pleasant thing. I did, too. Well, it is. I like to bleed out every now and then. <laughs> Just to rotate the uh, the blood. Lighten the head a little bit. It starts to smell after a while. Yeah, sure. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Denzel Washington has been nominated for nine Oscars. Uh, Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> the winner of the best Oscar. <laughs> Oscar 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 Emmy Mer. By the way, the Oscars are this week. Yes, they are. Sunday night. Oh, 
How many Oscars did he win? That's the question. 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I will try out Anthony, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Gadzooks, buddy. Gadzooks, buddy. How many Oscars? Text him the phone. How many Oscars did he win, Anthony? Two. Two. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Absolutely. <laughs> May I guess the films? Yeah, sure. Training Day and Glory? Yeah, that's correct. Hang out a second, uh, Anthony. We are going to set you up. You're going to get a uh, four-pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show, February 27th through March 3rd. At the Atlantic City Convention Center, you can visit acboatshow.com. So I'll tell you what he should have won. Congratulations. For. Flight. Uh, that was a really good movie. He was phenomenal in that movie. Yeah, I agree. I ne- you know what? I only watched that one time. It was a heavy movie. The yeah. sequence in the in the cockpit when there he's going to do his maneuver that, you know, uh, and he's... He calls the the stewardess uh, over and says, say what you want to say into the... Into the like, you're... Yeah. This will be your last thing if you want to say something, just in case. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh, my God. That's yeah, yeah. the heavy movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, Jesse Smollett. He's officially been charged with federal disorderly conduct for filing a false police report for his alleged attack on January 29th. This is insane, this story. It is. Uh, Chicago police spokesman Anthony uh, Guglielmi. 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 Uh, he's up for an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, tweeted on Wednesday afternoon that the Empire Star is being charged with a Class 4 felony and that detectives presented evidence before a Cook County grand jury. Uh, Guglielmi <laughs> tweeted, it's a tough name it's to say. It's a tough name. Uh, tweeted, uh, case update, Jesse Smollett is now officially classified as a suspect in a criminal investigation by Chicago police for filing a false police report, which is a class four felony. Detectives are currently presenting evidence before a Cook County grand jury. And it doesn't end there, though, Preston, because of the letters that he might very well have uh, orchestrated the sending of. That puts him in uh, with the uh, the FBI, so he's facing a whole other set of charges. In response to the new development, uh, Smollett's lawyer said in a statement, like any other citizen, Mr. Smollett enjoys the presumption of innocence, particularly when there has been an investigation like this one where information, both true and false, has been repeatedly leaked. Uh, given these circumstances, we intend to conduct a thorough investigation and to mount an aggressive defense. If he is charged, he can face uh, one to three years in prison. Okay, so, it, it, all right, after he went to the police, was there any point where he could have withdrawn his tape, you know, his his complaint or yes. whatever, so that this wouldn't have gone any further and he wouldn't have been caught or I don't anything know. like that. I don't know how far it would have gone, but he certainly would have mitigated um, where he is now uh, because now it's there's no going back. Yeah. He he had a, a run-in earlier, apparently, in his in his life. Uh, he was There was a DUI that he was involved with, and he said that he, he tried to impersonate his brother uh, when he was pulled over. So he, he gave wrong information to the police. Okay, so that was a, that was a minor thing. Here, there was this allegation of this crime, and he was sticking to it. So, uh, and then, but you, if you stop and think about it, and the big impact here is, police resources were drawn mm-hmm. to investigate this in a city where they don't have a lot of latitude for throwing stuff at, at stuff that's a bunch of nonsense. So I think the fact also, and I was. Uh, there was a legal expert on one of the shows I was watching yesterday who said that uh, because he had that in his past of trying to pass himself off and pass false information to the police, if this does, and again, presumption of guilt, uh, presumption of innocence, when he gets to court, if a judge sees that, he may throw the book at him. You know, Yeah, yeah, possible. maybe. 
Uh, Fox is denying reports that uh, Jussie's role on Empire is being cut amid a reported investigation into whether he staged his own attack. Uh, he and his attorneys, meanwhile, have agreed to sit down with police in a bid to stave off a grand jury. There's also some speculation, Preston, not verified, that he's the poodle on The Masked Singer. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. No way. Where are we in that show right now, anyway? He <laughs> had a couple of people revealed last night. <laughs> Any good ones? Uh, Joey Fat one. And, yeah, who, um, who was Joey Fatone, the poodle? Uh, no, Joey Fatone was the bunny. And then... Um, uh, Joey Fatone and Rumor Willis was the lioness. I'll tell you what, if you oh were, really, mm-hmm. if you were convicted of a crime, that's where you need if you need to go there, yeah. right? Listen, You're hiding in plain sight. I was kind of like laughing at Casey for actually watching this show and like kind of liking it like a little bit. And he, I, I put it on. It, it was the only thing that was on TV the other day. Sure, I was texting him. I'm like, yeah. oh, I think they revealed who whatever is, and I, I think it was a repeat. It but was, I it was seen, a rerun, but, but yeah. But I'm telling you, it. It sucked me in. I was like, this is stupid. I don't care that Tori Spelling is behind that, but I'm watching, and I watch till the end of the damn show. I, I would probably watch more of it, right, and not fast forward through it if it weren't for the judge. The judges are terrible, especially, and I hate saying this because I feel like I should like them. I don't think Ken Jeong is funny um, at all. See, I, well, at least on the episode, I only watched one. I thought he was funny. Really? He, yeah. There yeah. So there was nothing else on television, he, huh? He, he might be like a little over the top case. Well, he's trying like he's a, really, he's trying really, hard. really hard. Yeah. And I just, it, it, I feel like if his lines aren't written for him, then he is not funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the dirty little secret. Yeah. I do Mass Singer. And uh, right. Nick Cannon, dude. I mean, this is coming from a guy. Look at my hair. Yeah. All right? This is coming from a guy with hair like this. That dude just does not know how to, like... Accessorize his 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 head. You don't like the turbans and stuff. And the, the turbans, the the, the long his, head. <laughs> his hair, like all of it is just terrible. But it's it is entertaining to look at. But <laughs> well, now that we uh, yeah. now that we know that Jesse Smollett has been uh, hiding as the poodle. Yeah, yeah. that uh, <clears throat> says a lot. Uh, meanwhile, back to this story. By the way. <laughs> Late in the day on Wednesday, CBS 2 posted a video that allegedly shows Ola and Abel Asundiario buying ski masks, gloves, red hats, and other gear reportedly used in the stage attack. And police sources tell CBS that the pair bought the items at at Smollett's direction. And they're apparently asking the clerk, how would you fake an assault? (laughs) Uh, In a statement, the network says, uh, Jesse continued to be a consummate professional on set, and we have previously stated... Uh, he is not being written out of the show. So that's what they've officially said. His siblings have stood by him. Smollett's brother, uh, Jockey, posted on Instagram uh, a photo that read, This is the media, an irresponsible media. It will make the criminal look like he's the victim and make the victim look like he's the criminal. If you aren't careful, the media will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. I think he's quoting uh, Malcolm X. <clears throat> so his siblings are standing behind him. And you so. saw th- this update, Preston, that he was officially arrested <clears throat> this morning? No. Anthony uh, Anthony Guglielmi um, just tweeted this out about 15 minutes ago. Okay. So uh, it shows a picture and says, in custody. So, Well, I will say this. I, I hope that he doesn't do anything crazy you know as a result like hurt himself it, it, like hurt himself yeah because uh, i mean if already you, if you he's could be a, driven to this mm-hmm, yeah already he's a little bit unhinged to, mm-hmm. to go again, that, through and do something like this but right so yeah. you, you again presumption of innocence is, is is the way the system works and we'll see how it plays out but yeah if if someone would be driven to do this in general 
you don't know what they would do. Yep. Now on to the hard news. Chloe Kardashian has reportedly split with her boyfriend Tristan Thompson <laughs> after he cheated on her with sister Kylie Jenner's best friend Jordan Woods. We talked about this yesterday. And E and Us Weekly spoke to insiders to get the info on what went down. Insiders. There's always insiders. Uh, the pair have been dating on and off for more than two years. The last time they split up, it was because Tristan got uh, caught cheating, blah, blah, blah. So a source tells E! News, Chloe first started hearing things on Monday. She wasn't sure if it was true and started to ask around. She knew it had happened for sure on Tuesday. Uh, It refers, of course, to uh, it. I'm sorry, refers to uh, reports that Tristan had uh, cheated on her with Jordan. When the news first broke on Tuesday, uh, Tristan tweeted then deleted fake news. Uh-huh. On Sunday night, Jordan and Tristan reportedly hooked up after hanging together at a bar in Santa Monica. Chloe reportedly heard from a mutual pal about the hookup and received multiple shocked texts from eyewitnesses. It's unclear when Chloe dumped Tristan, but he reportedly couldn't care less. Uh, source says he doesn't even think or he doesn't even think him hooking up with Jordan is bad because him and Chloe were broken up in his mind. He truly doesn't care. Were they broken up? I don't know. That's a, so here's the deal. Uh, to add insult to injury, this Jordan, if you're trying to follow this story, and Lord yep. knows why he would be, but here's how it happens. This Jordan is living in Kylie Jenner's cat guest house. Yep. So she's Kylie Jenner's, obviously, as Preston said, best friend. She cheats with uh, the boyfriend and baby daddy, Mm-mm. Khloe Kardashian. It's well, just a nightmare. Chloe and Jordan were fairly tight as well. Really? Uh, yes, but uh, well, Kylie's that's just devastated. A dick move. Uh, Kylie is having a very difficult time. Source says she's devastated and emotional. She doesn't want to believe that this could have happened. She wanted to give Jordan a chance to explain herself. Uh, and meanwhile, she's shocked and confused. Still, despite all the drama, Chloe kept it cool when she appeared in public on Wednesday. She was uh, snapped leaving her brother-in-law Kanye West's office in Calabasas. Grinning and looking gorgeous in all white. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So she's... You know, when you're a basketball player, you have very little opportunity to cheat out on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Good why point. not just do it right in your own backyard? Yep. yep. Well, I just look at this Jordan chick, and it's like, why would you even risk the... You know, like, yes. dude, you've got, like, the, the meal ticket. you got your friends that are, you know, is a billionaire and... Billion of... Yeah. And, um... <laughs> you're, you got a wonderful place to live for free. And I, I know. snort... I don't get it. Yes. All right, I think we have a clip for this next one, uh, Casey. Hugh Jackman and Sir Patrick Stewart have both earned the Guinness World Record for longest career as a live-action Marvel superhero for their roles as Wolverine and Professor X, respectively. So Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, Announced on the British Daytime Show this morning, Jackman was surprised with the award while being interviewed as the show's guest where Guinness World Records' Craig Glenday presented the certificate during filming. Uh, both Jackman, by the way, and Stewart have officially held these roles for 16 years and 228 days as both appeared in the first X-Men movie in 2000 and both starred in 2017's Logan. So, uh, yep. We have two clips, one of him talking that, about it always being his desire to be in the Guinness Book of World Records and what he, as a boy, attempted to do yep. and then uh, being presented with it. Yep. When I was a kid, I wanted him in the Guinness Book of Records. The Guinness Book of Records was it. My brother and I did come up with the easiest way to get in. Badminton nonstop <laughs> is about 54 hours. So we both decided to stay up for yeah. two nights to see if it was possible. It was a school night. I, of course, fell asleep all the day through school. I, I just love that at that age we were thinking somehow that would work. All right, and then this is the clip when uh, they give him the award. Yeah. Give it up on case. Here we go. 
We've got Guinness World Records Editor-in-Chief, Craig Glenday. It's been a lifelong ambition, I understand. That's right. For the next edition, you have qualified. What? You are in there as the longest-serving Marvel <laughs> superhero. <laughs> 16 years, 228 days. You are officially amazing and you will be in the next edition. No, so that yes. is officially amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. And you remember, I was thinking, Preston, I think we all saw together the original X-Men movie, right? Yeah. We were at that same screening. Yep. And when he's in that cage, yep. and you know it's Wolverine, yep. it's like, so I can't believe it. That they did. It's it. happening. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I finally saw Logan over the holiday weekend. Wow. What do you think? Holy crap. Yeah. It's, it's, it's much darker. I mean, everybody warned me, but it's it's violent and language and yeah. dark, but man, is it good. It's sad and, yeah. and heartbreaking. And, and Hugh Jackman intense. is sensational in that, as yeah. is Patrick Stewart, and as is Stephen Merchant, as is the little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sir Patrick, uh, apparently then came on with his own video congratulating Jackman for winning the award with him and saying, I've discovered that you are, you and I are now in the Guinness Book of Records. Congratulations, my friend. There's another thing to hang on your wall, he said. All right. Uh, Jamila Jamil. Jamila Jamil. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, whose guest house is she in? Sparked a serious conversation <laughs> about how we should talk about the dead when she slammed Chanel's Carl Lagerfeld late on Tuesday. Okay. I know Jamila Jamil now. Uh, I, I still. I think she's she from the the good place. Uh, news of the 85 year old's death uh, broke Tuesday, and while social media was flooded with positive memories with uh, from models and celebs, the Good Place star, there you go, Steve, chose to highlight a different side of his life. She said, "I'm glad somebody said it." Uh, when she was uh, retweeting an article titled "Stop Mourning Oppressors." Anti-condolences for Carl Lagerfeld. Uh, she said, "Even if it's a little soon, a ruthless." Fatphobic misogynist shouldn't be posted all over the internet as a saint gone too soon. Talented for sure, but not the best person. Uh, model and Lagerfeld muse Cara Delevingne was one of the first to jump to his defense, writing, seriously, have some respect. Uh, you were calling him ruthless? Are you kidding me? No one's perfect, but you clearly don't know the man, so please keep your opinions to yourself and stop bashing people for attention. Shut up, you big eyebrow bitch. <laughs> uh, she later added, no, this is Cara Delevingne I know, I'm speaking, kidding. and she has big eyebrows. Uh, she said, uh, he was born in 1933. I'm not saying I agree with some of the things he said. I'm very emotional. Emotional. God damn it. I love an Oscar. Oscar emotional. I love you today. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I got your back. Yeah. She said, uh, I'm very emotional. <laughs> I'm so emotional. And uh, mourning his death. It I feel- just found out I have multiple scabobas. <laughs> Scabosis. <laughs> Uh, she said, where the hell was I? <laughs> Towards the bottom. Um, She's not happy. Uh, here we go. And uh, she, mourning his death, I feel like I have to stick up for him <laughs> when he's not here to speak for himself. Uh, while many appeared to be itching for a cat fight, the pair politely exchanged point of views, which Delavine, uh, with, with Delavine writing, I understand what you were trying to do, and I apologize if I offended you. They made nice, right? Anyone else? Yeah, she said, yeah. I just don't feel that uh, living the past, bringing up things that have already happened, helps anything. Whatever. I, listen, Move I forward bet you and, leave, just... and lead with love. That's it. Excuse me? I bet you he was a dick. I don't care. Like, oh, you know, he's Dude's a... dead, man. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Whatever. Nothing's it's over. over Nothing's over, man. Yeah. Tell, me the, tell me the Carl Lagerfeld is a bitch. <laughs> Fat Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning on me, calling me a uh, fashion icon. It's funny because I saw something dragged up about John Wayne. John Wayne the other day, and I'm like, 
the dude has been dead for decades. Nothing's yeah. over. It's just, okay. The dude got true grit. Wowie. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Cogburn. Wowie. <laughs> Green Berets. Yeah. Quiet man. Yeah. Coming back saying you were in the quiet man spinning on me. <laughs> Say I'm not. This is John Wayne was in the quiet man. It's over. It's over. Yeah. All right. Moving on, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has filed a... Karen Delevingne with the big eyebrows. <laughs> the airport's been on me, call me baby killer. Gwyneth Paltrow has goop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Gwyneth Paltrow has filed a counterclaim against a lawsuit filed against her by Terry Anderson. The two are disrupt- disputing a 2016 skiing accident. Remember uh, I told you about yes. this? With Anderson claiming that he had been... Uh, that. Uh, I guess that she had been skiing out of control. And she collided with him. As, Ram, as, right? Ramming into him right. and leaving him with injuries. Sanderson is reportedly seeking at least $3.1 million in damages. His original claim, Preston, was that she split him in half. Now, she is claiming that she was the one who was injured. Uh, and this is according to the records. It says, Miss Paltrow remembers what happened very clearly. Uh, her suit read, she was enjoying skiing with her family on vacation in Utah when plaintiff, who was uphill from Miss Paltrow, plowed into her back. She sustained a full body blow. Miss Paltrow was angry with plaintiff and said so. Plaintiff apologized. She was shaken and upset and quit skiing for the day, even though it was still morning. Lest I remind you that she is an Oscar winner. Yes, this is true. Paltrow also claimed that Sanderson, quote, had told his doctor... About one year earlier that he was blind in his right eye uh-huh. and that his vision in his left eye was decreasing. Just three weeks before the incident, plaintiff told his doctor that plaintiff had gotten old all of a sudden. Other than his vision problems, he had 15 other chronic medical issues. So this guy's first name is actually plaintiff? That nope. works out. No. Oh. And, and uh, she's asking for a symbolic $1 in damages huh. along with attorney fees. She just gooped him. Um Oddly enough, I didn't, you know, I, I don't know what happened, but I kind of believe her. I, I sort of believe her, especially in light of the fact, if it is true, that he has the, uh, that he was diagnosed with his eye situation. I You always want to believe the celebrity. Well, no, They're, not necessarily. I, but, I do, but. They're so famous and true. But I mean, you know, $3 million, people collide into each other on ski slopes all the time. And, you know. And, and this much after the fact, Preston. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you're right. 2016. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm siding with her on that. Uh, so the Oscars are on Sunday, as we said, and uh, they're bringing out the big guns. Bar- Listen to this. Barbara Streisand, Dana Carvey, Queen Latifah. Chef Jose Andres, uh, Congressman John Lewis, Diego Luna, Tom Morello, Mike Myers, Trevor Noah, Amanda Stenberg, and Serena Williams are set to present the Best Picture nominees. What? That's what Dana it says. Carvey? Why would they have all of these people together they, doing that one category? It's not together. It, it, then what is it? They string them out throughout the presentation. So it's yeah. one person comes out, talks about how great Black Panther was. They're you know going what? to nominate. I, they're they're going to present the nominees. I forgot that they do that, yeah. that they stretch that part of it out through the entire broad, Broadmacast. The Broadmacast, oh, yeah. yeah. So wait a second. Do you think Dana Carvey will come out as George Bush? No. No? I think Dana Carvey will come out for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. With, and he'll uh, be Garth, probably. Uh, with Mike Myers. Yeah. Mike Myers. That would make sense. Or come out as Garth for Vice. <laughs> right. Be or the wife. Or the wife. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, according to Aroma, the, the 91st. It was really boring. Oscar. About Roma. I'm going to try and give it a, I'm going to try and give Roma another shot. Oh, I watched it. What I'm going to try and do is take a nap first. 
and then wake up and watch it. Okay. Yeah. They, I, it I was so sleepy. Watching. So sleepy. They, they, they had an article, and it was a lot of the Academy. These are the people who work in the industry, the Academy voters, mm-hmm. and they could, they could make comments on, on their, their votes as they're, um, you know, yeah. uh, submitting them. And there was a list of them. And you are not alone. People within the industry found Roma boring. I watched it. I thought it was. You know, I've, listen, I've seen movies like that, and some movies like that, sometimes I love them. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was really all that much. No. I, but they'd fall over themselves, lavishing praise on movies like this, because I think a lot of times the critics are sitting in the theater when the lights come up and they're kind of looking left and right and going, it was really good. It was great. It was great. Yeah. They don't know how to, you know. It was so beautiful. The way that car tire ran over that dog poop. I mean, I, I get I, I Literally, you know. there's a shot of, like, a close-up shot of a pile of dog crap. And your scene with the, 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 uh, the, the full frontal is just bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. But Not a metaphor for something? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. Dog but crap. It just it gets all squished <laughs> in between the car treads. Gets all squishy. <laughs> yeah. Like, Listeners, why, there's why? been year after year. There's been movies where you go, "What, really?" You know, like Birdman and uh, what was the one? Uh, um, where Sasha Baron Cohen is in it, and it's it's the the, the robot boy. Um, oh, um, God, I didn't Mac g- I didn't get that one either. No, not Mac and Me. <laughs> it was about the movie industry, the silent films, the the first films. Um, it, it, it was yes, no, it was no. it was directed by Scorsese. Yeah. Um. Uh. Goodfellas. No, hang on a second. With the robot. Oh, it's Hugo. Hugo. That's Hugo. it. That uh, one. I was like, I watched him. Like, this was supposed to be the big movie of the year. Really? It was all right. It's okay. It just didn't. It. It wasn't best picture. Yeah. You know, to me, anyhow. But it's all up for interpretation. Anyhow. That's the Oscars for you. And they're this Sunday night. Oscars <laughs> on uh, ABC. <laughs> Uh, Netflix has snagged Amy Poehler to direct Moxie, a Tamara Chestna scripted adaptation of the Jennifer Matthew novel. Now, it sounds familiar to me. She's going to uh, produce through her paper kite banner. Moxie follows the story of a 16 year old girl who's inspired by her mother's part in the punk movement Riot Girl. I think I remember Riot Girl. I do, yeah. And decides to <clears throat> launch her own feminist revolution. Uh, so, so nothing to do with the store that closed down in uh, Stone Harbor. What Moxie? Moxie. Yeah. No. Man, that'd be cool. Because that was my favorite shop. What really? was it? Uh, it was just a clothing store. You should do a documentary about Moxie. About uh, your, yeah. yeah, like why I did Catherine it close? Romano here. What happened? It was open for years and then it was gone. Moxie was a soda. Uh, mm-hmm. Out of the like the New England area, I stayed at a. The, we went and did whitewater rafting in Maine at this place called Moxie Outdoor Adventures. Great whitewater rafting, camping, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And but the the, the name of the place was Moxie, and so they sold Moxie soda there. And apparently, it's an acquired taste. Oh, oh really? It's, it's uh, just a bizarre taste to it. Yeah. Okay, but uh, but that's what the term you've got Moxie came. You've got from, pluck was from uh, was from the soda. Believe you've got true grit. No yeah. way, really? Yeah, yeah. It was oh. an advertising campaign. Season 38 of Survivor kicked off last night. 38. Oh my God. <laughs> so, Preston, all right, so let's do the math here. All right, so the show premiered when we were at Y100. I correct. would say 99. 99, all yeah, right. Sounds about right. So, that's, it hasn't been 38 years since no, 1999. They, they do, they, how many they crank out a couple seasons after, they do a year? After a few seasons, they started, you know, staggering them and putting one in a in a fall slot and one in a spring slot, I think. Yep. They would have to. And, uh, well, because and, yeah. they shoot it in what, 60 days? Yeah. 
Something like that. Do you that. know what I mean? Because I think it's like just 60 days straight. So it's of, 19 years, essentially, and yeah. it's uh, two per year. So it's, there you go, 38, 39. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So it kicked off last night. Looks like a new series of twists should be expected. Executive producer Jeff Probst tells E.T. There are no twists. <laughs> it's uh, the same thing. The, the same idea twist. behind Edge of Extinction was to see how far players are willing to go, both emotionally and physically, to play this game. So here's how it's changed. All right. Once a player is voted out, they will be faced with a decision. They can choose to go home or they can grab the torch, get on a boat, and head to an unknown island in the middle of the night. What awaits them there is a big island of uncertainty. No information. Very little in terms of a shelter or supplies. I know what this is. And this will push players further than before. Do you know they send them, Preston, (laughs) to that island where they abandoned all those medical monkeys? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 14 new players and four returning ones, including familiar faces from Millennials versus Gen X, Worlds Apart, and Game Changers. Oh, my God. Are competing for the $1 million purse. I am going to have to make sure I don't watch it. <laughs> it's still just $1 million, huh? It's still I can't $1 million. Believe I'm saying that. Yeah. Just $1 million. I know, but for the, for the, you want to talk about an effort. years. Mm-hmm. Where you can, you, you know, you pull out the right series of envelopes on some show and you'll, you'll get a million dollars. Uh, here you're you're you know you're eating your own crap yeah. uh, and bathing in your bunkmate's piss and and you're you're uh, how you much know. is the host making you know what I mean Jeff Probst I'm sure he makes more than a million he yeah. makes more than a million <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so honestly where can they push it so you know remember I did Left for Dead a parody a while ago that that you know that, I mean how much yeah. sooner before we get to that point yeah you know? yeah that's uh, it's a good question I mean I. We've always said that we have we have started to evolve into the Running Man. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, TV, you know, entertainment. Yes. Um, CBS. Is oh well, here we go. The last word in reality programming. We have it. Presenting Left for Dead. One contestant, no food, no water, no shelter, no clothing, stranded in the middle of the Sahara Desert. He is left for dead. Day one. Well, here I am, middle of the Sahara Desert, and uh, I'm excited and I'm a little bit scared, but I uh, I really think this is going to change my life. Day 25. <laughs> All right, I'm getting a little, a little concerned now, I have to say. I mean, it's been like... It's been like three weeks, and I haven't seen anyone. I mean, no one. And I, I haven't had any, any food or water in all that time. And my skin is getting really burned from the sun, and I've started urinating blood. Day 41. I realize now that Left for Dead isn't just like some, some f***ing title. That's what they're going to do. They're going to leave me for dead. They're going to f***ing let me die. I'm going to f***ing die, and I'm not going to get out of here, and I'm not going to get to meet Brian Gumbel. Day 55. I, I can't fight it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I see you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Take me home, Jesus. Left for Dead, coming soon to CBS. I would watch that. That's where it needs to go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, So uh, Survivor (laughs) Edge of Extinction airs Wednesdays on CBS. I want to be on that show. I love you. have been. You've actually, all the time that the show has been on, you've always, I think, no, I think your show, and I think if if you wanted to do a pairing that would make sense, Mm -hmm. 
the 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 great race, the amazing race, the amazing race Me with Kathy. you and Kathy. Yes, that would be where you guys would. You excel. know, I got called for that show. Did you really? Yep. I uh, my cousin and I submitted for that, and um, they were calling us. They were going to fly us out to L.A., and then they called back and they said, um, "We apologize, but they actually chose a different uh, oh! a different cousin group." And uh, the other the group that that went through when we ended up watching that season, it was remember the girl and her um, her cousin was and I forget what's political politically correct now, but was a little person was a midget. Do you remember that case? Did yeah. you watch it? No, I never watched that okay. show. Oh, yeah. I, I loved that show, but that's who beat us out. How long are they gone for? Uh oh, I, I'm not Amazing sure. Race? I don't yeah. know. Not it, sure. It's not long. It's not that long. I don't think it's as long as a survive. I Survivor. never, I never did watch that show. I some friends that absolutely loved it. And it I would just, always. I never really watched. It, it. dominated the Emmys for it, years. It looks like the type of thing I would like to do as well. Be you know, I love games like that. Kathy. We're looking at a picture of the team that yeah, did that, that. Couldn't you have gotten that, on your knees? That's them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put the shoes in front of your kneecaps. And you know what? Our uh, submission video was like so short and simple, and the person behind the camera was hysterical laughing at us so the camera was shaking the entire time but we basically just came up with duos and you know like my cousin was like hi I'm Sunny and I'm like hi I'm Cher yeah. and then we just <laughs> but that's we, we just kept going kept introducing ourselves as different duos and yeah. that was it that, was, that our, was it if you that have that tape bring it in it, I don't think I do it was I mean it was so short and Son they called us bitch. and they were like hey they really love well, you got close then yeah we did we did we talked to the producers and everything we had phone in, phone interviews oh man but this couple beat us out Press yeah. I told we could have been on Queer Eye for the straight guy. I know. We they could never, have been the queer guys. Called back. Yeah. All right. We are ready for clips Woo! here. The Umbrella Academy. We were just talking about that. A Netflix series based on the comic books follows a group of superheroes as they reunite after their adoptive father dies. In this clip, Emmy Raver Lampman talks about how the writers took liberties with the original content. Here we go. There are things that are needed in a TV show that like aren't in the novels and vice versa. So I think the finding the, the happy medium of where to elaborate and then wh- where to leave it for, for the page, I think that was also part of Steve's genius is, you know, elaborating on the storylines that, that are really good for television and fun to watch. Yeah! Uh, the Umbrella Academy is now streaming on Netflix. I'm loving this Well, now show. that I know it, it's worth investing the time in, you know, it's because I, I do the, the taste test. I watch one episode, and if I'm not immediately yep. hooked big time, I just pass. But, okay, I'm, I'm going to rejoin it then. There's this character named Klaus on there that is just <laughs> hilarious. So uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Let's do the next clip. After 12 mystical years, the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy is coming to an end. In this clip, Jay Baruchel explains how his character, Hiccup, has some changing to do. Traditionally, in the other two movies, Hiccup's the one changing other people's point of view. Um, and in this one, he kind of needs a bit of a needs a bit of a shift of his own because he's got uh, beliefs ingrained in him that maybe don't make as much sense as they once did. Yay! Great series and uh, How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World opens on Friday. I love him. I, I, the first one came out of left field. It did, and just fell in love with it. Yep, yep. All right, uh, that's it. So I got any entertainment member report for you this morning. <laughs> I'll continue with that all day. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment or two. Make sure you stay with us. And listen, there's a lot of different appearances going oh, yeah. on this week of uh, members of the Press and Steve show, which I'll bring you up to speed on and some stuff for you to win, some parties for you to be a part of. I'll tell you about those in a little bit. We'll be right back. No. 
with Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Going up to about 52 degrees today. It's going to be uh, much warmer than usual. 45 tomorrow and then the day after that. But then Sunday we might hit 60 degrees. It's just crazy. I love it. rain in the morning. Yeah, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too upset about that at all. Um, if you are one who pampers your pet, I have a story for you. Turns out you're a piker, right? Uh, compared to Carl Lagerfeld, <laughs> who just passed away. Yeah. He had a cat named, and I, I, tell me if this is correct, Nick, you're, you're good with uh, French pronunciations. Uh, Choupette? Yes. Uh, C-H-O-U-P-E-T-T-E? Yeah, I think it's a term of affection. Choupette. Yeah. Choupette. Uh, so that apparently was his one true love. Choupette was his cat. Gifted to the late fashion designer around Christmas time in 2011. Now, Choupette originally belonged to French model Baptiste Giobiancani. I want you to have this kitty cat. Uh, but following... <laughs> I want you, every time you come this kitty cat, I want you to think of me. Two weeks of house-sitting for Giobiancani. Lagerfeld quickly had a new feline friend. Uh, and according to Lagerfeld, he said in an interview, when he came back, I thought, I'm sorry, Choupette is mine. Uh, the four-legged Siamese kitty's life was forever changed when Chanel's creative director became his owner. Not only was she showered with presents like catnip and caviar, but she also garnered a multi-million dollar net worth. Can you believe that? I mean, we've heard stories about this where um, there have been all sorts of people who have uh, you know, had a lot of money and, and, and set up a trust and you know, put millions of dollars aside for the care of pets. Yeah. But but Dude. reading this story, this cat was beyond Lager, not, Lagerfeld took it to another level. Another level. Uh, not that it matters, but you said Siamese. It looks like it's a, a Siberian cat. I don't know if you misread or, or if it says that because th- those cats can be pretty expensive. Uh, I think it says here, so yeah, Siamese kitty. That's what mm. it says right here. So uh, anyhow, Jupiter. Uh, Choupette has two maids. You have oh two mates. Uh, Francois and Marjorie. I work for a cat. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, you have to your work is not good, huh? You don't enjoy your job? I work for a cat. Uh, so uh, Francois and Marjorie are Choupette's personal maids. Are you happy today, Choupette? And their job was to keep her company when Carl was not there. I'm oh, sorry. look, you crapped in a box. And th- these are all uh, interviews that were done with Lagerfeld. So this is him speaking, saying, even if she sleeps, yeah. she doesn't want to be alone. She's like a chic lady, like a kept woman with her personal maid. You see, previously told CNBC. Now, now you know why he wore, wore those dark glasses all the yeah. time because his eyes were spinning. <laughs> <laughs> what a great job, though! I mean, take care of the cat. Hell yes. Oh, I'm a, listen, I'm a, I'm a cat petter. I'd be, I'd be a multimillionaire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she, uh, pet owns an iPad. Mm-hmm. Uh, when catnip and traditional cat toys don't occupy her, Chappette likes to paw around on her own personal iPad. Come As on. a Netflix account? It's just a, exclusively for her. Uh, she eats dinner at the dinner table. Uh, Lagerfeld would treat Chappette as his equal, so eating on the floor like any other kitty would be considered uncivilized. That's where his house staff would eat. Uh, he says that, uh, he said, uh, she has lunch and dinner with me on the table with her own food, she doesn't touch my food. Oh, good. Uh, and of course, her dishes are designer, uh, Goyard, to be exact. I don't know what that means. Is that a person? G O Y A R D. Sure, it is. Uh, and Carl told Harper's Bazaar she has she has one for water and one for her little croquet 
and one for her pate. Oh, well, here's a Goryard bag for sixteen grand. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know bag. what? These must be the the dishes. Yes. that they're served in. Of course. Oh, she has. Yes, she has. Her dishes are designer. I thought dish as in the the the, the actual food that's being served. Yes, this is the plate. Right. That the food is served in. That the so cat food goes she, in. She would use Goyard dishes. <laughs> one for her nine lives. One for, and one for her temptations. Uh, one for water, one for her little croquet, and, or croquette, and her one for her pate that she would have. Uh, where it's an immaculate arrangement. The cat is sitting at the, it looks like a little bit off the table or on the edge of the table. Uh, this isn't the cat. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it's not? No, 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 because uh, the cat is a grayish... Like charcoal color. Oh, yes, cat. actually, the earlier pictures were of him yeah. stroking that cat. It's very exotic looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, cat, uh, that that may be why you're thinking of a. No, that's the cat I was looking at. That looks oh, like okay. a Siberian cat. Uh, pull. Now that one doesn't look like the picture I saw either, Nick. Uh, Is it possible that too, for security purposes, there's an imposter cat? You, I would they send not out? doubt it. Yes. Are you kidding me? And Steve, they would like they leave in in like four different limos. Yes, absolutely. Three, three different carriers. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. They, they, they scatter so you don't know right. which one. And then the guy gets walks through one limo into the other, Preston, with yeah. the. Uh, this article refers to her as a Burmese cat. So I, I don't know. They, uh, they're all fake news. It's a rich cat. So, uh, by the way, her actions are tirelessly documented. Uh, another duty of Chopet's maids is to write down everything she does in a day. Chopet just walked to the sink. And Chopet just walked over to the window. And then uh, report back to Lagerfeld. Chopet just walked into the hallway. He said, when I'm not there, the maids take down in little books everything she did from what she ate. Oh, Mr. Lagerfeld, can you just excuse me for a second? <laughs> to how she behaved, if she was tired, and if she wasn't sleeping in the nine months. We have almost 600 pages, he said. Oh, man. You're chronicling Lord. everything the cat does. She hasn't oh. tweeted since uh, since he passed. Poor she passed. She's in my morning, for yeah. Christ's sake. I wouldn't mind hearing from people if they if they if you want to share of the ridiculous over the top <laughs> things you've done to pamper your pet, you can certainly jump in, but only if they're really good. If, if you're like I, yeah, I did this, yeah, not and I get some chew toys. Well, remember yeah. Pierre used to uh, get a limo for Lucy. Yes, yes he yeah. did. When he would go up to the Cape, mm-hmm. uh, he, he did, would fly. He would fly, and he did not want to transport her that way. Yes, so he would hire a driver. In a limo mm-hmm. to drive Lucy to Cape Cod. Yeah. yeah. Breaking news: Chupette has, in fact, tweeted. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, tweeted, okay? please. Yeah. Thank you for everyone. Thank you, everyone, for your words of condolence. Uh, with the once cold but now simply broken heart, I am going into mourning. Oh my God! Such an eloquent cat. I pray that your kind words and well wishes will help me put my best paw forward in my future without Daddy Carl Lagerfeld. And as my own woman. And by the way, she's wearing a uh, like a funeral <laughs> veil. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the little black cat with the net, the black netting over yeah, really? the face. Yeah. I'm assuming that that is like after factory, I, I like they, they, they uh, photoshopped. Uh, you know what? There. In case I don't think she actually wrote this. No, you're no. probably <laughs> right. You're hey, probably hey. right. It says she uh, suspended her uh, her Tinder account. Oh. Wait, By the did way, you say where she's going? The cat? No, no, we don't to know. To hell in a handbasket. By the way, Juppet's diary. Her <laughs> Instagram account has 236 thousand followers. <laughs> well. She's a cat. She's a cat. Uh, Even Katy Perry? 
Uh, what's that? And Katy Perry is one of her followers. Really? Yes. All right. It's ridiculous. So they they document everything that uh, Chappelle does. Uh, and here's another little factoid about her: she made about three million dollars in a single year. Oh my god! In 2015, uh, Lagerfeld proudly proudly told the cut that Chappelle was the most famous and richest cat in the world after making three million dollars in the past year for two jobs. In- one. Go ahead. In just one minute, she's made more than homeless people make in an entire lifetime. <laughs> uh, one for a German car company and the other for a Japanese beauty product. Wow. She is um, really pretty. But don't expect to see ever see Chappette in cat food commercials. Uh, Carl said, I don't allow her to do food stuffs and things like this. Why yeah. not? She's well, too sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, she's not like a normal But what cat? if it was a very sophisticated high-end pet food? So uh, this is the dumbest, but I, I swear it's a legit question I may have ever asked. Uh, does Choupette have a will? Because there's so much money involved. There has to be a, a plan for when she passes well, for where this money goes. That's why I asked who she was going to. My guess is it's whoever is going to going to be her caretaker or whoever's taking right. But if, if Lagerfeld over. legally left all of this money to a freaking cat, they're turning right, it over. The they're turning it over to act. The cat can't well, survive on its own. So whoever right. is going to own the cat, my guess would be that's where the money would go. I haven't seen anything about the cat being willed anything yet. Okay, but you know, you know. There's going to be something. Well, Lord knows you don't want to make it the staff that takes care of her mm-hmm. because, um, you know. Kill her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Bye, let's Kitty. go out for a walk, Chappette. <laughs> By the way, since 2011, Chappette has amassed a makeup collection with Shu Umura, a fashion line, a book, and a huge following on social media, as we well, just pointed out. It's, this is not your ordinary cat. The cat, Ken Wright, has an active uh, account on social media. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's just an amazing animal. Uh, her Christmas presents are the definition of extra. This Christmas, Carl's very pampered cat received a received catnip and caviar for the holiday. She also revealed to the publication. So this is the cat being interviewed, by the way. Okay. <laughs> uh, that her chef makes her a special meal for the occasion. Uh, Chupette said, it depends where in the world we jetted off to for the holidays. But no matter what, Daddy makes a point to have my chef whip up a special Christmas meal. Uh, Chef Ozuru, formerly of Nobu, Paris. You work for a cat. And other culinary magnates have uh, concocted custom dishes such as Japanese-style beef or chicken gilet with asparagus. So if you are this (laughs) Japanese master chef, are you honored or... You're getting paid. Yeah. I don't Mm -hmm. know, man. I'll do it. Give me $100,000. And she gets weekly manicures. Apparently, uh, Carl's furniture is scratch free thanks to the weekly manicures that he arranges. Uh, he had said the doctor does her manicure. She hates it when we do it ourselves. I'm sure you know, she hates it in general. The only time she makes a scandal is then, but everything is done with the eyes. What she are her knows exactly what she wants. What's her litter situation like? What kind of yeah. receptacles? They didn't explain. It's too much of a no, lady to explain that. I don't. Yeah, maybe. Now, let me tell you how she craps. It's not indicated. What in are she's potty in, trained? In a box. And then the last Ooh. thing on this particular list of She has a bidet. For she pet what? No, potty trained, Kathy said. I it's wonder, possible. I wonder if the city kitty. Yeah. yeah. Goes into the toilet. Uh, and one moniker wouldn't suffice. She has three names uh, for her, uh, for Lagerfeld's friend. He, uh, he granted her. Uh, this these names he said her name is Choupette Princess Choupette or Miss Choupette. 
He has three different names. Mishupet. Ah. It says Shupet or Mishupet. Adorable. You know, when they actually found Carl Lagerfeld on the floor, the cat was eating him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Eating his face. If he was left there uh-huh. for a series of days. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shupet. Shupet, is... put his head in your mouth. It looks like Monsieur Lagerfeld's nose! <laughs> Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to Kate here. Hi, Kate. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi, Kate. So you pamper your, your pet. Yes. Um, all of our pets are pampered. We have eight. Um, but in particular, we have one little chihuahua named Wendy Spicy Chicken Nugget. <laughs> all right, give, give us that name again. What was it? Wendy Spicy Chicken Nugget. Wendy, Wendy Spicy Spice. Chicken Nugget. Who I gave was, it that yes. dumb name? I love that name. Uh, me? <laughs> I love that name. Wendy but, Spicy Chicken Nugget. Go ahead, Kate. She has her on Instagram. Um, my girlfriend and I flew uh, about a year and a half ago to Portland, Oregon for a veterinary conference because we're in the field. And uh, we brought Wendy with us. And unfortunately, she got really sick oh. um, out in Portland mm-hmm. and had to be hospitalized. Um, and essentially what we had to do was we had to cancel our flight home. We rented a oxygen converting unit and a car and drove her back to New Jersey. Would you would you wow. say that Wendy Spicy Chicken Nugget is twenty five percent Chihuahua, twenty five percent Spicy Chicken Nugget, and fifty percent tongue? Absolutely. Oh, okay. so you're, you're on the account right now. Nick yes, found her Instagram account. <laughs> yes. So listen, that. But let me ask you, Kate. That was a medical concern, right? If if you had a flown her back, would she have died? You think quite possibly. Have. We were very. She was a little oxygen dependent. Yeah, and I don't think they would have let us fly with oxygen for a dog. May I ask you how, how what, what the cost was of uh, driving back with the whole oxygen rig and everything? Um, total cost was about five thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Yes, we did a GoFundMe because again, she's very well loved. She she's very that. well loved. You did a GoFundMe. About twenty five hundred dollars for for her hospitalization and trip home. Oh my god. All right, so in general around the house, what are the what are the things that would uh let us know that you pamper uh Wendy the, spicy chicken nugget. Yeah, Wendy spicy chicken nugget. <laughs> um I don't think my girlfriend and I have touched in about a year because there's always dogs between us in bed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we also have five cats. Um everybody is everywhere. There's no limitations. To where anyone wants to be. All right, so I, I, I'm similar. Listen, I you know the, the the pets have the the run of the house, save for one or two areas. But uh, do you do you buy little outfits? Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay. Wendy has outfits. Um, all the dogs have outfits. The cats aren't so crazy about it, but it's not that we haven't tried. Do you know who has to call? Uh, actually, uh, Kate, uh, uh, you know Angela Angela Perfetto, her 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 dog. She uh, apparently I was talking to Allison uh, Dunlop, and she said. That uh, Angela has um, little, like a whole row of of pet clothing in her closet, like like a whole like row hanging, oh hanging yeah. outfits. Yeah, Thanks I for the call. See that. Uh, by the way, the uh, Wendy Spicy Chicken, uh, the uh, account on Instagram is Wendy Spicy Chicken Nugget Posse. <laughs> the dog is adorable, really, really cute. By the way, so oh my god, that's too funny. I love that name. We we have you know we got uh, a little over a year ago. We got two puppies, and um, I kind of I dropped the ball. We we did let the kids name the dogs, right? Which is fine, and they're they're great names because we have Haley and Rook. But I wish I would have done 
the really interesting name like the Wendy Spicy Chicken Nugget thing. I wish I would have <laughs> at least come up with a middle name right. or, or something. An, a moniker or something like that. So so initially we used to do that, and then now we're at 10 cats. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, forget it. Yeah. In fact, there's one cat we just call Mom Cat. That's too much work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, <laughs> Kathy. You're get, yeah, you're going into my territory. Yeah. Kathy had the brown one. <laughs> yeah. Brown cat, Jimmy's cat, Christopher's cat. Seriously? <laughs> Those were the cat's names. Yeah. Jimmy's cat. Jimmy's cat. <laughs> I like the brown one. Black. It was actually black cat. I had a friend who had a cat named uh, Brer. Brer. Yeah. 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 Uh, Because that's how the cat would meow. Brer. So they say, Brer, come here. Come here, Brer. And I'm like, what are you guys saying? It wouldn't come, would it? Sure. Really? That's what they... After they started to... They, they start to learn. They become yes. dressed as such, yep. and they know what sounds you're... Because you're just making sounds. That's what they respond they were, to it. They're responding yeah. to tonalities. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't think they ever really answered to their Case, name. did you call for me? I thought you were calling for the dog. <laughs> no, but if you go... Yeah. They come yeah, for that yeah, one. Yeah, they'll come. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's because okay. you, maybe you've taught them to do that as well. So oh. I don't know. <laughs> My favorite cat name uh, was for a, a New Jersey Devils fan, and his cat was uh, Claude Lemieux. And Claude Lemieux was a, uh, a, a player for the Devils for a long time, and uh, I thought that was a pretty impressive. That's name. like Chase Mutley. Chase, Chase Mutley is good. It's similar to that. Yeah, yeah. but you, you know. We all tend to think we indulge our... our I, I've done for, like, sure. feral cats. I've bought... Uh, I purchased heated cat enclosures for, out like, little oh, yeah. ski... Sh- you, well, you, you have. Know. Yeah, yeah. And they had... Uh, when the cat would go in, it would turn on, right? Yes. Like, so uh-huh. it wasn't on yeah, all the time. Was, was heated. And, so we got a sensor, too. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I know it's pathetic, but, uh, hey, it's what you do. But uh, Carl Lagerfeld raised it to a new science. How about this? Let me go to Kim. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Kim? Um... I found out when my aunt was going on a trip. She's a very wealthy woman. And she said, I want to let you know something about my will. And I said, okay. And she said, I want to let you know that I've allocated $250,000 for you to take care of Maximilian, who's her cat, in case something would happen to her on her trip. What? Two hundred fifty grand. Just to take care of I mean, honestly, you're sort of saying... You can get two hundred fifty grand if something happens on this trip. Oh my god! You know, and and so when that when you do something like that, when you put that into a contract, does the cat have to? Does the animal in question? Do you set in it in in the in the writing of that uh, that the cat has to survive a certain number of years, or the animal has to? Because I I think yeah. nefarious people, as you would well assume, could use that to their advantage. You know, of course they could. Yeah, and and should and should and let, yeah. let me stop you. Yes, of course they could, and and they should. Do you know uh, many people? Should. Would... A cat does not need two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. In fact, what you do is you use very the... few children need two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You use the cat to kill her. <laughs> you beat her to death with the cat. <laughs> Kim, is your is your aunt still alive? Yes, she is. She did survive the trip. I do not have the cat. But okay. when I told my dad, he was like, "Wow, she's really lost it." Listen, we've had to we've had to uh, do that with taking care of our animals. I mean, we you know, ten cats and a dog, uh, you know, or whatever's left when you know when we're when we go, you, yeah. you have to make those provisions. And how and much the, the, you leaving for all those animals? Hundred bucks. What really kills me is pressing the ones when pe- when people buy those um, those cockatiels or those uh, yeah. those yeah. parrots, yeah. yes, that that live 
85, 95 years and survive their owners by decades. They have they have been known to be the bane of someone's uh, oh, yeah. inheritance. Like, uh, I don't want the bird. Yes. Uh, and post, you end up having to take the post-divorce. <laughs> yeah. yeah so my, my friend yeah. Dave's father got the bird in the divorce and didn't want it. <laughs> I mean, you just let it go. That's all you just open, open, the, open, open the windows. windows. I was, See you later. I, I was cleaning the cage out in the middle of a field and somehow it got, got out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what happened to my grandmother's. Because she had, when she, when she would come to our house, she would travel to our house and uh, we'd have to <laughs> do the whole thing and cover it at night so it would go to sleep and oh it would shut God. up and um after she passed away my aunt had it for a little while and i'm pretty sure she opened the window have you guys ever owned a bird i have god yeah. bless you if you've owned birds i have owned birds i've the first birds i got were finches i had a couple of those and they're pretty easy to take care of they're really really small uh and then i got a cockatiel and that thing drove us <laughs> crazy what that's we had a cockatiel as well fribble and, uh, fribble. Fribble. For a friendly milkshake. No, it was actually for a friendly nibble. Okay. His nibbles weren't friendly, man. They hurt. <laughs> they hurt a lot. Um, but uh, all day long. Yep. And well, that's all, a bird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was kind of cool. Like I, I, I actually, would talk, but I prefer whistling. <laughs> we also had a love bird as well. That his name was Kirby. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I kind of dug having a bird. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Preston. With the finches, my neighbors had finches, and maybe they still have one. So they, they, they came in as a pair, I believe, as the story goes. One died. And then they replaced it with another finch. And when they brought that finch in, the first finch killed it. Attacked it, yeah. It was yeah. not used to it and would not would not have it in the in the cage. Yeah. Brutal. It, it happened. One, didn't kill the other one, but you saw feathers missing yeah. from, from one of them and knowing that the one was it, picking on you're the You're not other. Mo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But so our cockatiel, Casey, yes, it would... Birds like to make noise in the morning, <laughs> early in the morning, no. and they don't shut well, up, you know what? and it drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. Now that you're an early riser, no, maybe. No. Because no. I, 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 it's an know. unpleasant sound. I didn't, I didn't think so. No. Uh, let me go next to uh, Margie. Hey, Margie, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good. What's up, Margie? Uh, I worked for a brokerage firm years ago, and we would have to review people's wills sometimes, and in the one will... The lady left all of her money to her parakeet. Okay. How, how much money were we talking it approximately? Was, it had to be close to a million dollars, and oh it was all being God. left to the parakeet. So oh, my God. Okay, so what really happens to that money? It depends on who the executor is and who has the, the right to do whatever with the money in the will. So, Margie, let me ask you. What, so, in my original question, do you believe is – I assume they place a logical expectation of life – for the par- so, in other words, the parakeet m- uh, must survive s- this amount of years for this to for the, um, the the person who's taking care of the pet to receive. I assume some sort of because they're paid to do it. That that's always a provision of these sort of arrangements. So, so h- how does that work? I mean, do, how do they base the the uh, arrival of years or projection of years on each animal? I don't know. I don't know if it was that specific in what we had, or if that was separate in something else. I just remember that we were all like, "This parakeet's going to have a gold cage and a gold this." Like, what I are mean, you going to do? Does, does does a lawyer come over and do they give the bird a physical? You know, like, do, do you smoke? Yeah, you, you know, that is too 
Oh, it's just crazy. A million bucks. So here's what you do. What a giant waste of money. It, Thanks, Marty. Give give the percentage that's that's obvious that you're going to need over the course of a, of the lifetime. Food and care and so on and so forth. And then maybe I don't know. Donate some money to people and charities. Yeah, yeah. Or or even a sanctuary. It's your money or a your, sanctuary. If that's your passion, then you can send it yeah. there. Wow. All right. Let me go to Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. How are you guys doing? Great. What's up, Caitlin? Um, a friend of mine decided to adopt a poodle a few years back, and the poodle was probably like seven or eight years old, so not towards the end of its life, but, you know, getting there. Um, and I guess they took it to the vet for just a kind of routine checkup. I don't know, something about the food that wasn't taking the food properly. And when they were at the vet, the vet like, decided to tell them kind of in, like, hushed tones that um, the previous owner of the poodle had actually left the poodle a trust fund. Okay, so so how did this how did this progress? <laughs> so it was one of those things that anything for the dog, so any type of medical you know issue or anything as it got sick since it was like an older dog would be carried through this trust fund. So, so the, the trust fund was left for with in uh, the 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 medical provider <laughs> had access to this trust fund that would guarantee medical care for this dog. Exactly. Okay. And what they said was, because uh, the, the previous owner was concerned that, you know, since her dog was older, um, that, you know, she it wouldn't be able to get the certain care that maybe it would need. And that after the dog passed, whatever money that was left over would be donated to, like, an animal shelter that was okay. nearby. Yeah. All right. I see that. And, and that's uh, that's not too bad. Thank you, Caitlin. I appreciate it. That's that's so that the person that you're bequeathing or whoever takes over the dog doesn't have a burden of uh, of paying for the medical care. Right. So that I can see. I understand that. That makes uh, a little bit that, of sense. That, I mean, you're, you're, you're insuring the, the welfare of the, of the animal. You're not giving it enough money to buy a Jaguar. Right. <laughs> yeah. To have the, the, yeah. the pet's needs taken care of. I mean, within reason. You want yeah. a level of comfort. Does your average parakeet need a million dollars? Probably not. Yeah. What's Maybe. the lifespan on a parakeet, by the way? Seven days. Uh, <laughs> no, no, they live for a long time. Parakeets? Yeah. Uh, it's not crazy long. It's love. not like a parrot. A thousand years? No, okay. no. Parrots and uh, like African greys, like like Steve was saying, can, can live 80 years long. So like In a fact, budgie can be five to ten years, a plain parakeet 15 years, a monk parakeet, whatever that is, 15 to 20 years. So not not any longer than 20. I think zoos constantly pressed and get, and we've talked about this before, they'll get people uh, making inquiries because they're stuck with these these birds, yeah. where the you know grandma died, uh-huh. you know, probably slipping on bird feed that fell out of the cage. <laughs> this is a tragic. Yeah, episode. Steve, my uh, my two brothers both have cats, and I, I mean I've been over their houses plenty of times. For all intents and purposes, they don't have cats. They don't show their faces at all. And yes. I wasn't sure if that is something that you can. You Guarantee? No, no. Are you a, like a cat whisperer? Is there any way you can yeah, get that? Yeah, I could stop. I'm pretty damn good. Yeah, I am the cat whisperer. Because my well, little brother's just the cat's personality. Yeah. Oh, the little brother's cat is so pretty, though. And listen, we have we have one cat, cat, cat that's called Foster. Yeah, and this was the this is the most feral of the cats. Brought him in, he would have died outside. Yeah, we we have long ago uh, resigned ourselves to the fact that he'll occasionally show up for food. When you're putting treats down, you can pet him for a little bit, and then he's going to go. My mom had a uh, had a cat, uh, Precious. Precious. And Precious was very quirky. Yeah. And, uh, but my mom in, insisted, she's, oh, he has autism. <laughs> 
Stop. How do you, how do you tell Stop. if a cat has what? autism? She would say that she's the, he's autistic. Now you leave him alone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was autistic. because he had he had uh, he, he was not as uh, social. It wasn't as social. <laughs> so he had social skill issues. But my, it was so funny to hear my she's mom autism. say, "Now he's autistic. So you leave him alone." <laughs> He's neurotic. It wasn't like I was picking on him yeah. or anything like that. Or I would, Stop it. I would make fun of the fact of how he would act. Stop that. He's, He's autistic. autistic. Hmm. Oh, so. He's got a stutter. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to have time to get to this, but this is an interesting text that says that animals can't pay taxes. Is it possible that these people are subverting income tax for their heirs by leaving money to animals? Interesting. Hmm. Oh. Maybe maybe there's a, maybe that's a, uh, a technicality, an end around. Right? I'm not really sure. Well, then I have 10 loopholes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. 11. You're good to go. The dog is set. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Well, mm. uh, Juppette, who was Carl Lagerfeld's cat, yeah. lived an extremely lavish Are lifestyle. Are you ready for your caviar, Juppette? <laughs> yeah. So Marissa wrote sad news here. I think this is great news. This actually makes me happy. Oh. Uh, Chupette's Diary is actually a parody account created by a New York City digital marketing consultant. I'm glad. The cat's not actually doing it? N- well, that somebody's <laughs> that not. That would be a mir- miraculous. That, that it's not more, like, legit. Not that I actually believe that a cat was writing that, but that somebody <laughs> that was That is hired. somebody from Carl. Okay. Lagerfeld's camp. Lagerfeld actually hired someone yes. knowing that the, the, the cat's prose was not all it could be. <laughs> right. Uh, here, okay, I'll honor this. It says, my cats are so special that they get a shard out on the Preston and Steve show. <laughs> hey, Taco and Nacho, mommy loves you. Aww. So there's a yeah, shard right, out for the super-duper pampered kitty you cat. Cat. You're and you're not man. even in a car. What? What's Diarrhea. happening? What's clap, happening? Clap, diarrhea. <laughs> clap, clap. You're loco. <laughs> Give me a second. Wrong page. God damn it. So... Again, just a little reminder to anyone who's listening, on a thing, on a rapid-fire board here, where I'm supposed to be able to fire sound effects and and, and go through from page to page to page, Mm -hmm. the tab settings are about a quarter of a millimeter high. Well. Because, you know, well, well, other shows do it just fine. Are these midday shows by any chance? Yeah. I need to vent. Uh, It's been going on for a while. So uh, we it's need to never fix that stop. Taco and Nacho. Uh, yeah, big shout out to you guys. You got it. Here, here you go. You little bastards. No. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment because I've slaved over these bizarre file stories that I've dug through multiple different sources to find for you this morning. And I'll share those when we return. Yeah. Stay with us. Here we go. Here comes the MM Army. What's going on? Join Marissa Magnata and Captain Morgan Original Spiced Rum Thursday from 7 to 9 at PJ Willahan's in Maple Shade for the official Countdown to Cardboard Party. Register to win the Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic and PJ Willahan's VIP experience, including two rooms, four lift tickets, four passes for the VIP viewing area, and a spot on PJ's sled for their run down the tubing hill. Friday from 7 to 9, the aforementioned Marissa Magnata and 2019 Calendar Girls LC and Alexa rock the Galilee Inn, 866 US 206 in Shimon, New Jersey, with a Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar Raid. 93.3 WMMR, every Everything and everywhere that rocks. I'm looking at the extended forecast for Jack Frost Mountain. Nick pulled this up for me. Next Friday, sunny and 36 degrees. That's exactly what we want. That's, That's perfect. Sounds about right. And two days before snow showers. That means we might get some pat 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 pat
Pack that powder. Powder, pack powder. So we uh, will, yeah, uh, that'd be awesome. We'll keep an eye on that for you. But I'm I'm looking forward to a cardboard classic. <laughs> I we need it. We honestly, it's a uh, list. Last year was the year of, uh, it's a legendary thing, yeah. and we will always have that story. Yeah. But I'm psyched for a real, especially with That's the right. names of these some of these these uh, competitors that uh, you're, you're, you've been describing for the past couple of days, Preston. It was, I think it's going to be a banner cardboard classic. It was so funny last year, because I remember like part of the way into it, we're kind of looking at each other and going like, it's... It's getting bad now, isn't it? It's like, well, yeah, this what is a, really... What a mountain. Of course it's going to be worse. I'm sure you get off the mountain, it's going to be fine. Man. I made the mistake of going back to the lodge after the Cardboard Classic ended and just grabbed a bite to eat. And just doing that, the, the getting out oh, to yeah. the main road, yeah. it was brutal. And then, Casey, you and I were sort of crossing paths on the way, trying to get home, while Steve, you were already on the process of trying to get home. Yes. Yeah. And then Casey and I ended up sort of uh, being near each other back... When we realized we had to get back to the hotel because there was no way we were going to make it out of the Poconos. It was a cluster F initially. So you went back to the lodge and then went out? And then I went out. And so I, then I tried to get to the northeast extension of the turnpike down where that Wawa is. We ended I, up in the same spot because I, I didn't even do that. And yeah. we ended up in the same spot at the same time. And then I ended up going wow. uh, east on 80 and that mm-hmm. uh, white, white out. It was just it was, it was nutty yeah. from beginning to end. When I saw, I think it was a fire truck that was stuck. I'm like, yes. okay, yeah, that's yeah. Right. all right, this we're not going anywhere. All right, so <laughs> you know they just did First Man, you know the movie, and they chronicled that. I'm waiting for a movie that chronicles my exploits yeah. from <laughs> from the mountain home. The amount of times I should have, I I, dro- I literally drove under a tree that was being held up by high tension wires. Uh, and I drove under it because I had no option. Steve, I'll call that movie Pissed Man. <laughs> pissed Man. Mm-hmm. Incredibly Pissed Man. I got lucky because all, you guys all went through that, and I was actually checking out for me and Casey, and yeah. I think I went back to the room and maybe showered, packed my stuff up, and was leaving. I had packed everything in my car, and I call, Casey called me. He said, did you check out yet? I said, I'm, I was walking in to hand the keys back in. He goes, don't. We're don't all do on it. our way back. I'm yeah. like, okay. Yep. All right. Well, not the case this year. Sunshine, no. 36 degrees. Uh, tonight, Marissa will be at a Countdown to Cardboard Classic party. And she'll be at uh, PJ Willihan's in Maple Shade uh, from 7 to 9. Captain Morgan will be there. Well, the, the, the people with Captain of the actual captain will be there. Maybe he will. Uh, and they're going to have concert tickets to give away. Muse, Seth Meyers, uh, Nick Mason, Third Eye Blind. And Calendar Girls will be there. And a chance for you to win the VIP Cardboard Classic Experience. So that's a cool thing. What you were expecting a, a, a tremendous turnout this time. If you're in that VIP area where, where we do the broadcast, you're going to have a lot of room to move around and catch the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well worth going down. Uh, so head out and see Marissa tonight at PJ Willihan's in uh, Maple Shade. And you just might win that very cool thing. Yes, there are a lot of great sleds that we're excited to see that are uh, that are coming up. People starting to, the pictures are starting to trickle in. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a good one this year. Don't miss it. It's a week from tomorrow. Let's do the Bizarre File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. And look at that. I was just handed this. It's brought to you by Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. Hello. Mark your cat. <laughs> Mark your calendar for the Preston Steve Cardboard Classic Friday, March 1st at Jack Frost. Go to WMMR.com to grab lift tickets for just 20 bucks through February 27th. Uh, Deputies said, and I don't have much many details on this, Deputies said a father accidentally shot himself 
at his daughter's 16th birthday party on Saturday. This is in Texas. Yes. It happened at a home. Detectives said the man was spinning his gun on his finger when it went off. Oh, oh, <laughs> Shot himself in the stomach. Now he's in the hospital. Uh, deputies have not shared an update on how he is doing as of now, but you that's, don't do that. That's my gift for you, little girl. Hmm. Cops arrested a naked and belligerent Florida woman for allegedly attacking her fiancé after he declined to have sex with her. Uh, officers responded early to a disturbance call at an apartment building, and they encountered Samantha Jewel Hernandez, sans clothes, Ooh. and in an ornery mood. <laughs> Hernandez denied doing anything to her fiancé, but was too intoxicated to provide further information. The victim told police that Hernandez wanted to engage him in sexual intercourse, which he declined. I want to engage in sexual intercourse. <laughs> What do you want to do? I want to engage in sexual intercourse. Hernandez uh, was angry at the fact that the victim did not want to have sex, and so she began attacking him, striking him in the face and ripping his shirt. Cops noted the man had scratches on his face and neck and was wearing a torn shirt. I want to make you feel so good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Hernandez was then arrested on a misdemeanor domestic battery charge. Hernandez and the victim have lived together for two years. After being placed in the rear of a police cruiser, Hernandez maliciously spit on a patrolman <laughs> while yelling profanities. As a result, she was uh, charged with battery of a police officer. A woman has filed a lawsuit against the grocery store chain Aldi saying that a turkey burger she purchased at the store exploded when she cooked it. Was it one of those novelty turkey burgers? It caused uh, burns and permanent scarring. Gloria Beasley said that she bought the Kirkwood turkey burgers from a Pittsburgh area Aldi location sometime around July 2018 in the lawsuit. Uh, Beasley said that uh, she removed the burgers from her freezer and followed the two-fry instructions on the package. The two-fry, not the two-detonate. No, no, no. And uh, the instructions, uh, according to the lawsuit, were as follows. Preheat skillet on a medium heat. Cook frozen burgers in a small amount of vegetable oil, seven to nine minutes per side. Okay. Beasley said she followed those instructions as soon after placing one of the burgers in a small amount of vegetable oil, the burger exploded. <laughs> causing Beasley to suffer. The whole house blew up. A second. It was a shaggy burger. Second degree burns <laughs> to both hands and forearms associated with permanent scarring. What happened here, Sheriff? We think it was a turkey burger. I'm guessing that there was probably a lot of ice on the burger, and she put it well, down in hot oil. Instead of, uh, like, a fork, she was using a stick of dynamite. <laughs> and that's, uh, her, that's own her own fault. Beasley is seeking more than $35,000 in damages. Aldi has not publicly commented on the lawsuit. Well, 31 years after he founded it, Pastor James McDonald has been fired as the leader of the megachurch, Harvest Bible Chapel. That's the Maga Church. The church announced uh, the move yesterday. The announcement said that the elders had previously determined they were going to remove McDonald, but that they they move quickly. Uh, they moved quickly after highly inappropriate recorded comments made by Pastor McDonald were given to the media Uh-oh. and reported. McDonald founded the church in Rolling Meadows and now has seven Chicago area locations and one in Florida. And the comments attributed to McDonald were broadcast on the radio. The clips reportedly are of McDonald talking to it as a plan 
to put child <sighs> pornography on the computer of Christianity Today magazine's chief executive officer. So they were setting him up. And about whether writer Julie Royce, one of the critics of the church, sued in October, was having an affair with Mark Galley. Yes, yeah, so this guy, the head yeah. of this church, the church, wants to put child pornography on this uh, magazine's website to kind of, you know, to set them up. It's all right. I already have a whole bunch on my own computer. Oh, we'll just use my that. God. That's just loathsome. Uh, the audio clips include an insult of Galley and accusations that Royce had uh, approached the houses of people who were victims in an investigation of the church worker and harassed them. There were also comments about McDonald being able to raise $100,000 in one minute. That so, made me second-guess my church. Yep. Yeah, so uh, he's been fired, and mm. uh, he's in trouble. Uh, this is a sad story uh, and, and a cautionary tale. If you have an issue with someone, a former NFL player was shot dead in Colorado over a parking spot. You guys hear about <laughs> no. that? Yes, I did. Former Seattle Seahawk Anthony T.J. Cunningham was shot multiple times by a neighbor on Sunday morning in Arapahoe County when the pair met in a parking lot between two middle schools to settle their long-running parking spot feud. Cunningham died from his injuries on Monday. The former player of the University of Colorado was a safety for the Seahawks. It was only one season he had injuries that ended his career, so that's probably why you don't know who he is. But the alleged shooter, 31-year-old Marcus Johnson, is being held on a first-degree murder charge. Officials said a physical fight about the parking space broke out between the two men on Sunday, and the pair continued to taunt each other over text. So they agreed to meet in person to, quote, settle it. Oh, boy. They were going to have a fight. Oh, my God. And Johnson reportedly called cops and said that he had shot his neighbor. He claimed Cunningham had attacked him earlier in the day. but For a parking spot. For a parking spot. Two lives ruined and the for guy's, a parking the spot. The guy's dead. So, all right, we need to end with something a uh, little bit lighter than that. Okay, here we go. This was quite a sight captured on uh, camera in North Carolina. And I haven't seen this yet. There's not many details. But apparently a bear was seen riding on top of a garbage truck <laughs> going down the highway. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, hey, look, I'm Teen Wolf, but I'm a bear. Uh, the animal wasn't trying to hitch a ride. It was stuck under some netting. Aww. The driver said he had no idea that the bear was up there until police actually pulled him over. Aww. And as soon as the netting was off, the bear jumped down and uh, took off into the woods. Thank you very much. But I can't help believe that he didn't have a good time. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know, dogs like to hang their heads out the window. Yes. I assume a bear would be fairly similar. You imagine seeing a bear on top of a trash truck driving down the road. So he must have gotten stuck in the trash truck and then the netting... Came over it or something like that? I'm not sure. Or maybe, yeah, he might have climbed up in there, and then once it started moving, he got tangled up in something. I'm not sure. Or maybe during the actual construction process of the truck itself, a bear snuck onto the conveyor belt. It goes back to the beginning, the actual creation of the vehicle. And then no one noticed while the truck was being painted or sold or the whole thing. I had no idea. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the B-File. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve returns shortly. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. I have this habit, and I really need to stop doing it and uh, because I do it right before I go to bed. No, and it's not that. Okay. No. All right, so anyway, <laughs> what it is is I I will watch uh, some of the Daily Rush videos. Yes. and Which means I'm cracking up laughing and then trying to go to bed. <laughs> right, 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 that, right. Which is not a good idea. <laughs> but I watched a couple of them last night, which are fairly new ones that uh, Nick Murphy put up. Uh, one of them is... It was my birthday, and you guys did a mystery guest. <laughs> it turned out to be 
Just a guy who works in construction in the yeah. hallways here in our building. We just grabbed him. That it, you've never met before. That I've never met before, and you guys were playing it off as if it's someone I knew. And yeah. I was I had to ask some questions. I was blindfolded trying to figure out who it was. It's hilarious. <laughs> I could not see. You guys really... You really pranked me with that one, and uh, we had him I say it. yes to everything. Yes. Every asked. single question so I like, asked: Are you in, are you on television? Yes. yes. Are you movies? Yes. yes. Are you a musician? Are you yes. known for your cooking? Yes. yes. And we were changing an island nation. Yes. yes. Are you black? Yes. White. <laughs> everything was yes. yes. The, that's the one thing great. you didn't do is ask, ask a complete conflicting question. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you, I was legitimately yeah, trying to figure down the it rabbit out. hole. Oh, yeah, it was so great. Uh, so there's that video up now, and Gene's. Simmons has his own falafel. <laughs> and that video is only like two minutes long, so it's really, really easy to watch if you only have a, a moment. And I, I must have rewound it like six times because there's a part where, he, number one, I love it when you go into Gene Simmons mode. And uh, Gene is talking about, uh, you know, people getting a free uh, falafel and his booby used to make them. Right. Yeah. Him. right. And it seems just, like a Gene Simmons word, right? I was just dying. So if you haven't seen the Daily Rush videos, check them out. PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, and they are sponsored by Punchline Philly Fishtown's newest comedy club restaurant and bar. So take a look when you get a moment. Hey, real quick, I wanted to mention this on um, that Duke game last night. The dude's shoe gets yes. blown out. Yeah. Uh, who is he? Is he just one of the stars? I don't Zion know. Williamson. Yeah. Yeah, he's a freshman and uh, he's probably going to go number one overall in the NBA draft. Duke is a really good team again this year. So he has a knee injury from that. Um <laughs> And and I saw the video of it hit the the bottom the rubber part completely comes sep- becomes separated from the shoe yeah crazy His foot slides all the way out of the shoe this was a Nike by the way and he Ni- wasn't doing anything extreme Nike's stock dropped two percent I believe it yeah, because believe it. of that in the game. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I mean, honestly, something like that, and they, mm-hmm. they really key off the athletes. Clearly, all the endorsements. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You see in an actual game, is a production anomaly, whatever, that caused it to happen. Yeah. The wear and tear that it's made for. And by the way, you know they're sending the creme de la creme to these guys. Yes. Of course. And, and, and the best player in the sport. Right. Uh, and, and they probably don't. They probably use their shoes a couple of times and then oh, they yeah. get a new one. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they immediately reported his Nike shoe blew out. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like it was immediate. Yeah. Yeah. Those horrible uh, company Nike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they almost uh, killed an NBA star. You're right, Steve. They get they give them the best of the best equipment, yeah. and they get brand new stuff and all stuff the, ha- yeah. all the time. I, I just don't know how that happens. I don't know either. I've had I've had shoes that I've worn into the ground yeah. as a kid, where you would just you know you'd be in the sneakers for for like all the time. I've had it happen where I was running and and the a flap would tear off, sure. and the heel would tear off. This thing whole came apart. I, I would get to the point with shoes where I would you'd break them in so well and you just love them yes. so much mm-hmm. that I would I would wear them till the the flap would come down at the end like and you were saying them. and tape it back I would together. tape it back together. Which is now, by the way, they sell shoes. You were talking about that yeah. line that uh, derelict type type line yeah, where they're Gucci charging for that, shoes yeah. shoes that look horrible. But yeah, when you when you, you cannot overestimate. And this is where I, I align with you, Kathy, on 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 shoes. When you get shoes, it just are just so right, yeah, so perfect. They're the best. They're the best. Mm, yeah. You buy I, them in every color. I, oh my I, god, my mom does that. When she finds a pair of sneakers that she likes, yeah. she will go out and buy like four or five pairs of them. So Case, for me, I, I used to do it, man. Uh, uh, Skechers used to make this shoe that I absolutely loved, 
And so I bought a couple pair of those, and I'm glad I did. They eventually discontinued, and they don't make them anymore, and I'm so bummed out. I would have bought just those shoes That's forever. the worst, when they discontinue a product that you love. Come oh, on. I, I had it happen where they, Merrill, uh, and I, I use, they're, they're the hiking boots, and they're also my, my regular running, uh, my, my trail running shoes. Um, I, I have, my closet is full of them, and Solomon. So, uh, they, but Merrill discontinued a line, and I think everyone freaked the hell out because they brought it back. They brought it back. You yeah. know what I'm thinking about doing is I have I have an old pair of Skechers, not the exact same type that I was telling you about earlier, but the ones that I started to see some wear and tear, and I liked them so much that I'd quit wearing them and I set them aside, <laughs> and I will only wear them on occasion. Yeah. But I thought now they're 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 kind of like loafers. You can get. Shoes resold and and they, we why, why, right? they go to a there's, cobbler a, there's or a cobbler on the very block on which I live. <laughs> yeah, there's a. There's, I should do that. Yeah, you you can. I mean, it depends on the condition of the actual shoe too. You have to keep in mind you can put it. You can only put a new sole on may so suggest, many times. But there's a guy right here um, across the street from us. A cobbler. I would say this if you if you want if it's if it wears if it was a premature thing then obviously you want to get your money's worth and get it done. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll take it to the point where. Um, yeah, I'm no going to get replacement shoes, and I drop those off at Goodwill because they're still usable, and they're going to they're going to be good for someone else to use who's maybe needs them a lot more at that level, who's not hiking six seven miles a day, you yeah. know, like like I am. And it's a good way to sort of pay it forward. You guys remember when we talked about the hot cobbler in uh, Phoenixville? There's a guy that women come from, and what? I suppose some gay men as well, uh, from miles and miles around. And they go and they see this guy. He's apparently excellent in what he does. But I, I guarantee you that somebody's going to be able to call in or text what? in. The, the hot, hot cobbler. The hot this. cobbler. We talked about this? Yeah, we absolutely you did. Shoes resold. Uh, we, we absolutely brought it up. At, <laughs> I feel like my I name is Hot this. Cobbler. Uh, Kathy, you don't remember Everyone yesterday. wants to gobble the cobbler. <laughs> The hot cobbler. Yeah. He's in Ooh, Phoenixville. It's your honey. I'm going to take off my shirt. <laughs> Just a uh, cobbler and like the food and cobbler the. Um, it's exactly the same thing. Well, it's not the exact. But uh, is there any sort of connection there? Yes, Lord Cobbler. I do love Lord cobbler. I am cobbler. finding a lot of desserts in Phoenixville. <laughs> oh, love me some cobbler. <laughs> that was uh, my. If you look do at my tell. baby book, that was my favorite. I loved peach cobbler. <laughs> Baby book. I want you, you later on. I want you later on to go into a cobbler, go up to the counter and say apple, please. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm curious of the hot cobbler. Nobody's Me called too. in yet. Nick, all right, and... the hot cobbler. But Nick was right. Remember, he introduced the concept of the talking uh, bird, yeah, and that, yeah, that yeah, turned out true. to be true. So, uh, so this hot guy's, cobbler. This guy's shoe blowout. I wonder if. Uh, do by the way, do, do the teams are they the ones that get? Those... Nike supplies uh, Duke uh, for okay for yeah. obvious reasons. Um, so he's stuck with them. Yes, the the not to go off on a tangent, but I. these guys um, still basking in the hot cobbler nose. He uh, he sh- college athletes on this level should get paid, and and if this athlete um, he'll be fine. Eventually, he's going to make his way into the NBA, and he'll make a, a lot of money. But if this were a second or third tier player, and this this injury happened to him, it could end his career at Duke. He could lose a scholarship. Uh, so, but that's another argument for another time. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I do want to get those uh, those shoes repaired. I told you guys I used to wear them. I used to wear shoes until they would absolutely almost disintegrate, and we used to crack me up as <laughs> when we would be on our uh, on our band bus when I played in, in the band. Uh, if I took my shoes off. Uh, Danny would puke. <laughs> Whoop, Danny? He would throw up, yeah. It was that he, bad. He had a hair trigger vomit yeah, reaction, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and if I took my shoes off, they smelled so bad. 
uh, that it would make him throw up, and I love doing it. When that. we were kids, I can clearly remember leading up to school, my mother, there would be a bin at the supermarket of sneakers with sneakers attached together with a little plastic connector, mm-hmm. and what and you just grab it, you look for the size, and that yeah. was it. Yep. That's, you know, the cheapest shoes possible. All right, got a hot cobbler call. Hot cobbler. Hot cobbler. Hot cobbler. Let me go to Mark. Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Good, good. I work for Fiesel. Actually, he uh, he sponsored a t-ball team for me. Wait, you was, wait, uh, you work for who? Phoenixville. Phoenix. You work for actually work for the town, town of Phoenixville. I actually work okay. for the town. Okay. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, he actually sponsored a t-ball team for me one time, and yeah, the girls were hot over them. That's for sure. We're, to- it, we're talking hot the hot cobbler. Is it Paisano and Sons? Paisano and Sons. Paisano. Yeah. yeah okay. And what is it? Why is he so special? Do you know, Mark? He's hot. He's the hottest cobbler you've ever seen. He's skilled at what he does. <laughs> All right. Thank you, I'll Mark. I'll fix your shoes. <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> Clear that You up. want me to replace the tongue? <laughs> Wait, is that what it is, Nick? He's good looking? Yeah, yes, that's what he means. He's an attractive. He's, he's not hot. physically oh my God. hot. His temperature when is When I lace up my triceps, pup. <laughs> I, no, no, no. Just, I, thought, I thought it was like he was. He's like, the guy to go to. Yes. Well, he's a, yeah. he's a very. No, he meant attractive. Good. He's a very attractive cobbler. Got yeah. you. He's hot. All right, let me go. Julie speaks of another hot cobbler. Hi, Julie. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. There's one right near your house. It's on Route 63. Whose house? Right, uh, Preston. Oh, you, you, okay. you have a hot cobbler near your house, and you've been completely unaware? There's a hot cobbler in Harleysville? Uh, the hot cobbler of Harleysville. I love it. Let's just say he's a cobbler. He's okay. a he's a cobbler. Now, if you do you go to the do you go to the? Oh, she just means a cobbler to go that I can go by and get my shoes. Yeah, fixed. she's oh. saying he's not hot. It says on the screen here, hot cobbler in Harleysville. You just mean a cobbler in Harleysville. He's well, a but, cobbler. No, that we don't need. Okay. We need to know yes, where the hot said cobbler. he wanted to get his shoes done. She's just giving. No, 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 it's no okay. Kathy. It's okay. And that's fine. No, no, no. Right. thank we you, Julie. It. We have a hot carbo- cobbler. We need a hot. Haberdasher now. How about a, uh, a hot carbler? A hot carbler, <laughs> yeah. Or a hot blacksmith? A this hot car- butter turner. This text uh, says that he is so beautiful and a really good cobbler. And this is the guy at Paisano and I'm Sons. beautiful and I'm a good cobbler. <laughs> In Phoenixville. Oh, my God. My uh, legs are really hurting today. Here, this says Nick is correct. His shop is near Sky Fox, and my mom loves that guy. Sly, <laughs> Sly Fox, not Sky Fox. Oh, it says Sky Fox. I'm going into cobbler today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find a picture of him anywhere. Are you looking up hot cobbler? You might got to go to Phoenixville. Go to hotcobbler.com. Right? <laughs> There's loads of dong pictures. <laughs> we don't use a tongue depressor. We use my junk. Oh, my God. All right. Anyhow, uh, speaking of shoes. Yeah. Payless Shoe Source is shutting all of its doors. This is actually sad for me. First off, because of the fact that there's you know, people that are going to be out of work. But this is where I go to get my shoes for the Walk a Mile in Her Shoes yes. event <laughs> because they're for large gals like myself. Right. You don't hang on to the same pair? You go get a new pair every year? I don't want to wear the same stuff <laughs> all the time. He can't wear the same <laughs> shoe every year. Wear, like How a, embarrassing. A fashion troglodyte? There you go. Uh, so, no, 2,100 of their remaining stores in the U.S. and Puerto Rico are shutting down. They're joining the list of iconic names like Toys R Us and Bonton. That have closed down the last year. What's Bonton? It was uh, a department store. Okay. Uh, it, the, the, shops. <laughs> the, the Topeka, Kansas-based chain said Friday it will hold liquidation sales starting uh, this Sunday. 
and wind down its e-commerce operations. All of the stores will remain open until at least the end of March, and right. the majority will remain open until May. So when's uh, when's the next Walk a Mile event? It is. N- it's in the summertime. May, right? Okay, so uh, obviously you can go get some some good deals. Maybe I'll go do some shoe May? shopping with the other gals. Probably. Um, the debt burden chain. Filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in April 2017, closing hundreds of stores as part of its reorganization. At the time, it had over 4,400 stores in more than 30 countries and then reemerged from restructuring four months later with about 3,500 stores. So they've been, every few months, they're shutting down a bunch. All right, here, here's a suggestion, and I don't know, I'm not, I'm not good with the financial stuff, but could they merge their inventory with the Toys R Us m- Inventory, paint mm. faces on the shoes, and sell them as puppets. Sell them as toys. Yeah, yeah. maybe they could do that. <laughs> this is Hillary High Heel. Well, mommy, it's a shoe. No, it's a puppet. Uh, shoppers are increasingly shifting their buying on. Uh, they're buying online or heading to discount stores like TJ Maxx to grab deals on name brand shoes. I yeah, thought Payless well, was was a discount store. It is a discount is. store. You think I pay top dollar for my shoes? Yeah, but mm. you know what? Like any other store, their uh, name brand shoes are not really all that discounted. I'll, I will tell you it's this. the other shoes, and then they end up being crappy shoes. Kathy, I, I used to get my sh- my Merrells uh, all the time at uh, Eastern EMS. Yeah. Yeah. Right, all the time, and then they closed. And uh, and so I, I know where to go. So I've, they're on, they're on Amazon. I get them now through Amazon. But like Dix has got a uh, a really good selection of of, of the, of the yeah. barrels. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't have one near me though. Yeah. I, so with the uh, there are no the, Dix near me. with the Payless though. I you know I, I only went there one time in my life, and that was uh, I was my mom actually gave me the money and let me go get my own school shoes when I was in eighth grade. Yeah, which was a godsend because anytime I bought school shoes, they were always so tight and I hated them. But I think Payless is really good for, like, kids' shoes because they grow so fast. And, and you know, some people listen. Rug rats. Well, listen, some people love to put their kids in designer, you know, oh, I'm going to yeah. get my kid the, the Jordans or whatever. But honestly, they, they grow out of their shoes so much. You don't want to spend a ton so of you ever money. Do you ever go to DSW? Uh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, they're they're, they're no, but, but, less but again, like... they're they're not like it's not all that discounted. Really, you know, like you can still get. I'm pretty sure you can still get a pair of Nikes at Payless, but they're going to be similar price than you would get them on on Nike's website. Mm. Wow. All right, so there, if you're uh, you, sad get, to hear that, get out and get some deals uh, if you can to some a, deals. A, a Payless shoe store. Uh, speaking of of fashion, uh, this is kind of interesting. Um, Fashion trends, of course, change all the time. They but, do. But apparently, uh, it seems that designers are partial to prints that feature cartoon sperm on them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> if you look at designers from London Fashion Week, uh, designer Ashley Williams showed her ready-to-wear fall-winter line on February 15th, and it was full of squiggly Cartoon-like sperm-printed pieces. Hmm. She also has a penis-covered sweatband. Um, A few days later, designer Christopher Kane showed off his line, which included mini dresses and T-shirts emblazoned with the terms rubberist and lunar. I don't know what that means. Under- uh, oh, they're underground kink sex terms. Oh, you know, that you, well, you actually had a story about this a while ago that the... that. The um, in fact, the harness trend yes. came from the world of S and M. You know what? You're so, right so about the, that. The, the the kink world does start to move its way. Now, I can't see this harness thing catching on, but I could see um, 
you know, sperm prints all over your sure. school clothing. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and large gaping uh, anuses and all. Yeah, yeah that whole thing. Large gaping yeah. anuses. And it's, it's sphincters sure. and vaginas. I think that's appropriate school wear. And it sure does look like a smiling sperm. Uh, yeah, we're looking at a picture of the print, and it looks like a cartoony... It's from the Splooge collection. ...sperm cell with a little smiley face on them, and they're they're all over them. Kathy, like, your mom should guys. design clothes under the name Jig Geel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they were there. Apparently, they were a hot trend at Fashion Week. You know, uh, you, well, look at the president to that point, <clears throat> Karl Lagerfeld. All right, so here's a fashion icon. And honestly, if you looked at the way, uh, and I guess it's a world we're just unfamiliar with, but the way he was always dressed, he I don't even know what look he was going for, but it, to me, it looked like a cross between Dracula and Mr. Hal. Yeah, he would he would wear these. First of all, he wear those really dark glasses, yes. big round dark glasses, and then platinum uh, blonde hair was, was always up to the to the chin. Yes. His uh, whatever he wore buttoned all the way up that high, a big like an ascot. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, that's what they do. You know, who was in uh, Zoolander? Who was uh, Will Ferrell's character? Oh, uh, Magatu. Magatu. That's it. So you know. They're just trying to look as outrageous well, there's as possible. Ha- Hansen, uh, Hansen, yeah. Speaking of sperm. He's so hip. Uh, speaking of sperm. Sperm. Um, the Your bed is your sanctuary. It's important that you change your sheets after they get gross. A mattress advisor found that men say uh, that they wait to change sheets that have been soiled through sexual activity. And that where they will wait around 11 days. Uh, to change your sheets, I thought Kathy would find that kind of repulsive, kind of disgusting. Mm-hmm. But I, for for don't you think don't you kind of consider that Preston sort of your your sexual keepsake book? Sure. <laughs> oh God! Like, see this? See that? Yeah. It's a good Tuesday. That was mm-hmm. Debbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the FedEx gal. Women say they waited four days uh, after sex to change. Oh, their so what was the what was in your worst days? What was the longest you went without changing bedding, dude? Probably a year. Yeah, I'm right with you. Knowing me, I I just did not care. I I washed it. Yeah, probably after like a 10, 11 months. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would go that long. I just didn't care. And, and it was my earliest days of bachelorhood when I didn't know things. I was still pooping <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> right, Kathy. Right. How often do you change your sheets? Uh, I do mine every other week. Uh, oh. Halfway through the night. <laughs> gets, oh, right. uh, every two weeks. That's yep. a little okay. That's wow, you're disgusting. Less, that, you are horrible. No, that is uh, that's less frequent oh. than I. What had, about the uh, skid marks? <laughs> How often do you buy sheets? Um, I don't buy them all that often. I've had once every few years. Um, I guess so. She buys some discount from the hospital. Yeah, I have a, a, a set that I really like, and I have a couple of pairs of them. So I don't like wa- I don't wash my sheets and put them right back on. I I rotate them. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm due uh, for a new pair of sheets. I've probably had these for. Five or six years, and there's a, like a little hole has appeared in them, and so it's time. But I don't know what to, <laughs> to spend on sheets. Oh, you Ralph can spend, Lauren at Bloomingdale's. You can spend so much money on freaking I sheets. Know, I'm good. very upset because, so my favorite blanket has elephants on it, and it's getting too worn. I think I have to get rid of That's it. That's a shame. I know. Uh, people apparently think that one-night stands are less disgusting with men saying they wait 18 days after one to change their sheets. Women saying they wait two days. In general, men admitted they only change their sheets every 45 days, but with the average person changing their sheets every 24 days, and they say that they feel that their sheets get gross after 35 days. So when I was single and dating, I would only really change the sheets immediately if someone died on them. Oh. <laughs> you wouldn't pile 50 blankets on top of them like, like the other bizarre, bizarre final story you had. But if you knew you were going to have somebody come over... 
Did you oh, wash I, your sheets I, and you had fresh I sheets? I cleaned up everything. Yeah. When when, uh, when Claire, my wife, came over, I said, oh, this is this is going to be easy money. No, no, I said, uh, uh, you know, I, the place was spotless. And, but I was I was actually fairly clean as a as a bachelor. But my earliest, when you don't know what you're doing, you know, uh, I... Yeah. <laughs> there were things that I just, oh, I guess I have to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or my mom would say, have you done this? And then I'd be like, uh, yeah. no. Oh, and no. My, my mom was, was uh, had passed away at that point, and my dad was, you know, had left, so I was young bachelor alone without any... Like, I'm going to go see, hey, how, hey, Lou, how often do you change your shoes? <laughs> right, right. Uh, there's one other story I want to bring up real quick, uh, uh, because this is becoming a, a thing, apparently, a trend, if you will. <clears throat> but uh, police are telling parents to keep a watchful eye over their teens after stories of what is being called a 48-hour challenge. Listen to this lunacy. Are popping up around the Internet. It encourages teens to go missing for up to two days at a time and awards points for every social media mention while they're missing. Good Lord. Yeah. How stupid is this? Yeah. It, it makes the Tide Pod Challenge look like a, a, a brilliant Police say that in addition to being potentially dangerous for kids to participate in the challenge, it could also tie up authorities while they are there are real emergencies that need to be tended to. When you file a missing persons report, it do it can you file it immediately, or do you, for one to actually take does it have to be forty eight hours? Uh, well, it depends. Uh, I think if they're over eighteen, right, you have to they have to be missing for forty eight hours. Maybe somebody needs to confirm that. I don't know what the rules are. A kid immediately, you, immediately, right okay. Away, you can, you can. Uh, well, he's seven. He should be fine. Yeah, um, but yeah, exactly. I don't. You've known anybody who's ever had to file a missing yes. person's report? Yeah, yeah, years ago. Did it turn? Uh, out? It was a runaway. No yeah, kidding. And that's the, so that was. But I, I was a kid at the time, years yeah. and years and years ago. And I, uh, I, I would feel it would be as a, an adult. Let's say that uh, you know you haven't heard from your wife for. 12, 18 hours, something like that. Something's wrong. You know it. Yeah. You go to the police. You tell them that this is going on. And they turn around and say, well, you have to wait two days before you can follow a report. Yeah, I think wouldn't, it's circumstantial. Wouldn't Wouldn't you just be, no, listen, listen to me. I'm yeah. telling you, you know what I mean? Yeah. That this person is missing and I need help. Yeah, Kathy, I don't know. Uh, maybe there has to be more to it than just you saying that I haven't seen them in this amount of time. Maybe there has to be some sort of evidence of a struggle. Of a, say she was attacked by two Nigerian bodybuilders. Yeah, maybe yeah. they had. Maybe that's what happened. I don't. I'm. I'm not sure. But it would be insanely frustrating if you. Yeah, well, know how, that something's going on. How do you accelerate that? Because you must listen. It must be absolutely horrific. Oh my god! Every minute must seem like an hour. Yeah. You know, yeah. you guys have had your kids where you, you couldn't locate them for a brief period of time. It's terrifying. Yeah. I have pretend kids and I freak out. Yeah. I told you guys about, you know, we, the running away club where my two friends actually went through with it and yeah. went missing just for uh, basically an evening. It was a Friday night and I don't know how long parents were looking for them before, you know, authorities were called. But I know that they came to my house uh, probably in the nine ten o'clock hour saying hey do you know where these guys are and like, okay wow. it's gotta hey. suck though if you're away for like a couple hours and you come back and your parents have rented out your room <laughs> here yeah. i'm uh, i'm happy people are texting and calling in because i'm way off on yeah. this i'm gonna go to todd who is a police officer hey todd good morning good morning how are you good so help us out somebody you you, you feel that something's going on someone is missing what what can be done uh, in the state of pennsylvania you can uh call the police immediately and 
file a report. You don't have to wait. That's a, a myth. Okay. That is a myth. Okay. Good to know. And and it doesn't matter, you know, it, uh, what the scenario is. You guys will take that seriously and start to try and look for them. Yep. If you feel like somebody's missing, it's better uh, to call earlier than later, you know. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's so because they always say Good that the, the first 48 hours is the most critical time for anything of this nature. So. Um, yeah, oh, I was, right. that is good to know. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. No All problem. Right. Nice. So, yeah, so so they are uh, they're they're warning you know parents that that kids might be doing this. Do you guys ever run away from home? I mean, oh yeah. I mean, no. you know what I mean? Quote unquote, run yeah, away yeah. from home. I I did. Yeah. Did you? Oh, I felt like an idiot. Yeah, for like a half hour. Yeah. You know, but I was yeah. I was pre K. I was I was the, a little kid. The the uh, little handkerchief on the stick. I thing? didn't have the okay. handkerchief on the stick thing. I did have a a uh, paper grocery bag. Uh, that I filled up with jelly. <laughs> did you? Did your parents? Did you do it in front of your parents? Oh yeah, yeah. I told okay. them I was leaving. Oh, my, my mother helped me pack. Uh, she, oh, she, she did, did. She did. Yes. So she helped, she helped me pack. And I'm at the front door. All right, let's get everything yeah. you need. Yeah. yeah. And oh, uh, and then I, l- later on that month, I called her from Albuquerque, and I'm like, I'm running away, mom. She goes, Okay, be careful. Mm. And the, no, no, I, I never, I never made it past the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If yeah. if your if your parents start out, okay, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get you everything you need to go. Yeah. All right. Good luck. Yeah. We're gonna miss you. <laughs> bye bye. We'll send send us a goodbye. Goodbye. You bastards. Um. But no, I just, I grabbed a bunch of the uh, you know like uh, little jellies that you can get in restaurants that are yeah. little single serve. Things. I'm gonna need jelly. So there were a bunch of them that I guess I had kept when we had gone to restaurants, and they were in the fridge. And so I, it was the only thing I could think of to put in a bag. We holding on to them like for when I run away. And uh, so I walked across the street and <laughs> down the street to the end of the neighborhood. And I don't remember the rest because I was so young, but I just know that that's as far as I made. Was it. the running away predicated on some sort of hissy fit? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it usually. I is. don't remember yeah. what. Yeah, yeah. there's an argument. Well, yeah. So my, when... my, at that time, I was like seven or eight, and my my mother did not like my wife. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but when we had the running away club, nobody, you know, I, I, and that's why, like, when it started getting real, I was like, okay, I got to go tell some parents about this one. Yeah, I ratted on everybody, <laughs> um, but you know, they were running away just because it seemed. Like fun running away is usually when you're doing it as a kid. You're usually doing it because you're pissed or you're you're you're, yeah. you're throwing a tantrum, right? And that's part of your deal. Yep. And you've seen it. I remember see. I remember what show. It might have been the Brady Bunch for Christ's sake. You mm-hmm. know where I was like, oh, all right, well, I'm going to do it now. Yeah, I have a fantasy of I, I, of being. I would love to be on the lamb. Yes, but I don't want to do anything. But you're it, allergic to wool. No, I don't want to do anything illegal that would cause. Pe- but I would like to see how long I could go. Without getting caught by the authorities, do you know what I mean? Like if I escape from prison, yeah, or go off the like grid. That. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have vacation, you get, there are people that will try to kind of you know live the hobo lifestyle yeah. mm-hmm. and just set out on foot without anything. Would you need some money, or would you like to go out and really try and rough it? And oh no, no, no! I don't mean it. like roughing it. I, I would definitely like to have some money, but I would like to be. You want to live like a Lagerfeld's cat, undetected. You know, where somebody's to actually... To see if you could just go off the grid. Right. On the edge of being caught? Yeah. But I like again, the... like, I would have to do something. I, like, I would have to murder somebody. No, no, you wouldn't. Or, no, you or... wouldn't. We could make it into a game. Sure. Like, I'll, I'll take a Where in off. the world is Casey? Yeah. yeah. And, and you leave, and I have to try and find you. There's no way you would... You, see, you wouldn't have the resources. You would need to get the FBI involved. So I would have to rob a bank or something. Are, you, are we thing. talking about an elaborate <laughs> hide-and-go-seek, or would you yourself look to be completely... Undetectable, off the grid, unfindable. Yeah, like uh, for instance, it's not as hard as you think. Would I would you stay well, in this country. Um, well, I mean, 
That, that de- see, that depends. Like, if I needed to leave the country, that would be, you know, my ultimate goal would be to get across country borders or something like that. So yeah. the, the movie, which is a true life story, Escape from Danamora, yeah. you know, these guys escape from prison. And, you know, the one dude ended up getting, you know, and, and spoiler alert, uh, you know, getting caught and, and killed by the authorities or whatever. But the other guy. Yeah, it's a true story. So people know. The other guy that, that did end up getting caught, he was so close. And it, it was just dumb luck where he yeah. got caught. Like, he just left his hideout. If he would have waited 15 seconds. He would have been fine. Yeah. But, he, you know, he just Fine is relative, though, when you're on the lamp for stuff like so that. You, but you kind of want to be Richard Kimball. Like, you want to have yeah. the, the authorities chasing after you and, and uh, have Sam Gerard uh, chase you off a dam. You want to yes. have somebody, somebody in your family killed by a one-armed man? I do not want that. Okay. But I would like to be falsely accused of murder. <laughs> well, but honestly, who wouldn't? You just want to see if you have the capabilities to to be able to do that, right? You, I, I'll yeah. tell you this: you don't. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure. You, I'm sure. I would don't. travel at night, so I've already planned this out. Steve. And you would keep your your hands up in your sleeves, yes, hidden fists. <laughs> I've told you about this. I think I could find you. You think you? Could? I think if I gave you 24 hours to do whatever you need to do to get out of town. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, he's in the closet. <laughs> 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 I should have chose the other closet. He's he's in the studio here behind our Bradley, Bradley Cooper cutout. I don't think you could. Dude, I, es- I, I do escape rooms all the time. <laughs> you do escape rooms. <laughs> all right, well. Listen, uh, the Preston, uh, this is the FBI. We know you're adroit at escape rooms. We're looking for an international terrorist. It's a special case. <laughs> yeah, have you opened up the book with the key in it? Uh, no, that's a good idea. <laughs> I just, I don't know how you would be able to. I know a lot of police officers. People can help me out. I watch police procedurals. Yeah. No, I could, I could ask for assistance. Okay. Yeah. See the man. Yeah. It, would I have to be in the state of Pennsylvania? or? All right. Well, well, how about, let's, let's. Yeah, let's, it could be a mini version here. of it. You're not going to go, Let's you know, refine it to one another day. country. Let's refine it. There's a whole bunch of construction and stuff and on this, on this floor. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we. Preston, it's like escape, escape the floor. One more. Let's set it up one morning where, Casey, you mm-hmm. secrete yourself somewhere. Uh, um, I, well, that's that's hide and seek. I think yeah. following the clues is a better way to go about it. Follow the money. Where where has he spent money and track him down? Eyewitnesses, interviewing people, stuff like that. So interview the construction workers. Yeah, <laughs> right. You could do that. And make sure Casey... You guys see a dude in a blue shirt? Yeah, he's over here. <laughs> he's over there. He's outside the studio door. Chino, the guy from the, yeah. uh, it's the my good buddy. Guys. I can ask him. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's there's a thing called the 48 hour challenge. They're taking it seriously, uh, given the fact that other challenges like the uh, the Tide Pods and the Bird Box challenge and stuff like that. So they're they're recommending that people be aware of I'd that. I doubt living hell out of a kid if they did oh something God. like that. I doubt anybody's going to do it, but they're saying that, you know, just yeah. keep an eye out just in case. All right, we need a break, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to come back in a moment or two. Jeremy Roenick, former flyer, yes, uh, is going to be on our show in a little bit. Charity event coming up he's going to talk about, as well as Jack O'Donnell, who's involved with the charity. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. We'll be back. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st, for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com to score lift tickets for just 20 bucks and for details on how to register your sled to compete for cash and prizes. From WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. 
French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. Screwed up Valentine's Day? Diamonds will get you out of the doghouse. Make it up to her with Stevens Angel Heart Diamond Necklace for only $128. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut, Stevens Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you very much, Kathy. There is an event that is coming up tomorrow, 6 to 8 p.m. It will be at the Miller's Ale House on Columbus Boulevard, and it is the New Hope Assistance Dogs Charity event. Uh, we would like to welcome to the show from New Hope Assistance, uh, Jack O'Donnell, who is hey. here. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Nice, Jack. And yourself? I'm doing great. Excellent. Um, thanks, and thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Of it's course. our pleasure. I know we're going to get another guest on the line here in a moment. We're supposed to. But uh, real quick, for those who may not be familiar with New Hope uh, Assistance, what exactly do you guys do? What are the dogs used for? This uh, foundation is fantastic. Um, they raise service dogs to help veterans, uh, former law enforcement, uh, children with autism, yeah. uh, depending on what their you know, situation is. Um, and when they receive the dog, their life changes dramatically as far as their well-being. Uh, a lot of these guys, believe it or not, are shut in because they, they were serviced out. They, they lost their hope. And uh, spend 20, 22 hours a day in their home. And when they get into this program, the dogs uh, pick them. That's the, the weirdest part about the whole thing is that – and it changes their life. Like, Opens everything up. We, we, it, we were talking yeah, about it. Yes, we, we've had – so we've had uh, Alpha Bravo Canine in here and yep. doing the same sort of thing. And, and what you guys do is, is a wonderful thing as well. It really does – it gives uh, people who are suffering and dealing with these issues – uh, some normalcy in their lives yes. and helps them do like go to school and get degrees and get a job and so on and so forth and and everything be, you know becomes workable. Yeah, uh, and, and the gentleman we had the other day, um, he lost his family, everything, his whole entire life, his house, everything, and because he, he couldn't cope, he couldn't cope with yeah. life. And by the grace of Tammy and her foundation and yeah. getting this service dog, he is now a human being again. He he has a sense of purpose and. A four-legged animal does this for these people is amazing, and people need to come and see what we're going to do tomorrow, which is a special thing where we're going to surprise a veteran tomorrow. So somebody, a veteran is going to be there and will receive a will receive a dog yeah. and have um, uh, his or her yep. life turned around because of this. And they, they don't know it yet. And that's awesome. Uh, and the Warrior Watch people, a gentleman named Andy Mack, fantastic man, uh, he's going to bring the guy in, we're going to... He's going to be down the road. We're going to bring him in. They're going to welcome him in and say, here. That's going to be wild to yep. see. So you yourself, you're a former uh, uh, a police officer, and, and you were in, what, the Army or what? I was in the Army. Uh, I was a, a military police. Okay. And then I, I got out. I became a police officer. And, uh, you know, I did all kinds of volunteer firefighting, the whole thing. And uh, So you, you, you've, you've seen a lot of people who have dealt with this. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, what I like about it is that, uh, especially like tomorrow, you're going to see it right in front of your face how this whole situation is going to turn a person's life around. Now, Jack, getting... Uh, 
these dogs ready and prepared and going through the whole process, it costs a lot of money. It does. Uh, I was just talking to Tammy out in the green room, and it's anywhere from twenty to forty thousand dollars. Yeah. over the course, it ain't of, cheap. No, and, and a lot of times you, they'll go through the process, and the, the the dog may not be right for a certain person, or may it, not be able to complete the training. So there's yeah. all sorts of variables that could take place. And uh, and Tammy travels extensively. She travels from Warren, PA, out by Pittsburgh, out to uh, uh, to Scranton, yeah. where the dogs are being trained into prison. Okay. And uh, that's back and forth down here to do all these different things. So we just want to help them keep the lights on, uh, you know, keep the wheels spinning and, and just uh, help another person and just have it progress. There There's 62 dogs currently in the program right now that are being trained. That's amazing. See, the that's event amazing. is uh, tomorrow, 68 p.m. Miller's Ale House, Columbus Boulevard, and there's going to be a special guest there doing a meet and greet. He is on the phone line. One of the best to play the game, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Roenick. Yeah. Jeremy. What's up, everybody? What's Hi. up, everybody? Good morning. Good morning, sir. Where are you these days, Jeremy? Uh, right now, I'm up in New York I'm doing a little NBC work tonight, and mm-hmm. I'll be strolling into town tomorrow. I'm looking forward to a great outdoor game on Saturday and a, and a great event tomorrow to help out a, uh, help out a veteran. That's cool, that's, man. Uh, yeah, I was just listening to uh, everything Jack was saying. I think that's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it, it makes my... It makes my uh, my my skin get goosebumps just yeah. into the fact of it, you know, being able to help somebody with a service dog. Animals are so important in our life, and they have such a an amazing impact um, on people. So, Jeremy, how did you? A lot of fun. How did you get connected to Jack? How did you guys uh, uh, meet up? <laughs> Jack and I go back with, uh, you know, with a couple of radio personalities, and yeah. you know, being uh, we both work in entertainment, so. You know, Jack is a he's a very outgoing guy. He's a guy who's very aggressive in terms of of uh, you know, when he sees something he wants, he goes out and gets it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, uh, we had a, a very uh, lucky communication and, and introduction, and we've uh, had this idea, and Jack had this idea, so let's, listen, let's, uh, let's bond together and try to do something good for some people that really need it, and, you know, I'm all about that. So, well, it's an amazing uh, thing to see, this. yeah, to see when these, these dogs, that, you know, a lot of times when they have their vests on, a lot of people don't know that they're, at that point, they're working, and you don't, you don't pet them, you don't, you know, they're, they're, they're providing their service, but when you see the, 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 um, the, the drastic difference they can make in, 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 a, in a veteran's life, or, you know, someone who's going through issues, or perhaps a child with autism, or whatever the application, it's just astonishing. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we, we, we see where our world is right now today, and and we see the the massive amount of uh, friction. I think that's going around. But I think one thing that we can all agree on is the people that are involved with our armed services and our military, and whether they are overseas or at home, deserve our utmost appreciation, respect, attention. And if we can do anything we possibly can to help every single one that uh, that comes back in the families in any aspect then i think that's our i think that's our duty yeah. as, as people that they that that you know have this great life in a great country because these wonderful people go out and you know they they give the ultimate sacrifice and and risk their ultimate sacrifice to make sure that we can you know have our nice jobs, our nice lives, our nice homes. And exactly. Things that we do. So, you know, I love it. It's, it's, it's the least we can do. So tomorrow night at Miller's Ale House, we understand you're going to be singing. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you never know what's going to pop. You never know what's going to break out when I'm in a, I'm in a mm-hmm. so, couple beers. Um, go ahead. Yeah, you'll be dancing yeah. on the tables. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Jeremy, I'm just, I'm just, 
I'm just really excited to be back to be coming back to Philly. I'll be back there for a couple events in the next couple months. And, yeah. you know, Philly fans are just, they're some of the best in the whole world. And my, my time there was short, but it was one of the most unbelievable experiences that I've ever had in my life. So hey, I'm looking forward to helping. Jeremy, what do you think about these outdoor games? What do, what do you feel? I mean, as, as, <laughs> as a player, what would you think? And then and how about just as, as someone working in the media and so forth? Well, I think it's I think it's amazing. It brings us back to the grassroots of hockey. There's no question about that. I I totally enjoy them. Uh, they do have a lot of them, and, and people have been exposed to a lot of them. But they still have their uh, you know their luster in terms of you know the the way that it looks, the way that it sets up on television. When you're there, it's uh, it's a pretty amazing experience. I think uh, you know it's expanded hockey a lot. It's mm-hmm. really uh, it, it's get, given the the, uh, the National Hockey League a platform to introduce hockey uh, to a lot of people who who will watch it on on NBC and say, hey, that's that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty cool idea. So yeah. you know, it's a revenue it's a revenue you know creator. So I like it. I just I, I'm glad that they only went with a couple this year rather yeah. than three or four like they have in the past and not dilute it. They've done a good job this year with it. it. Jeremy, it's it's Nick, and I wanted to ask you about uh, the Flyers in particular. They've had a really interesting two months where they've sort of climbed their way back into the playoff race. They they've turned their power play around. They've turned their penalty kill around. Uh, they've gotten Carter Hart, who's been a, you know outstanding in goal. Um, but they're still eight points out of the playoff position and uh, they could be a team that sells at the trade deadline. And so uh, if you're general manager, do you, do you trade Wayne Simmons? Do you risk that uh, or do you keep him around and, and think he might help you get back into the playoff race? Uh, well, he's a very valuable commodity. That's, that's, that's one thing I think that you have going. And I think what also Chuck Fletcher has going is he has his young kids that are, that are producing right now. They're playing well. Uh, he's getting great goaltending from Carter Hart. Things are going well. And when things are going well, you have that ability to trade away someone who might be popular, might be a little bit more of a veteran with uh, some baggage. And I say baggage because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, they just signed JV, JVR last year to a big contract. You kind of wonder, well, you kind of wonder is that kind of stepping on, on Wayne Simmons' toes, being a 30-goal scorer, you know, a couple times over. Right. Uh, I, if I If it were me... I would definitely see what I can get for Wayne Simmons because every single team in the league would love to have him. Uh, you kind of question whether he would resign there uh, come July first, and he's uh, you can get some some pretty good uh, pretty good players or uh, uh, draft picks back in return for him. Yeah, you know the the, the nature of the the sport, and, and obviously with you, you you can definitely speak to the 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 sort of. Um... You know, you you have to pull up stakes and move from team to team, and 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 uh, I, I assume, regardless, you know, of, of what your feelings may be at the time, it it, it they're friends, and it, it it I've always assumed it's a difficult transition, even if it even if there's bad terms involved or good terms or whatever. I, I assume it's it's uh, it's got to be painful in some way. Is that the usual experience, or you what, know, what, I, yeah, I think for hockey players, it's a little bit more because. Hockey players are a little bit different breed. They're different than basketball, football, baseball. I think they they care about their their sport and their cities. Yeah, I think that the teams that they play for. I think they respect the fans more so. I think they, their interaction with the fans, both at the arena and in the in in society, whether it's doing charity events or doing school events, hospital events, is really really important. And they dive into those, so they become part of the community. I think way way more in depth than other sports and and that becomes a very very uh sacred and 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 
and thing that they really they, they hold dear to themselves. When they go to another city, they lose that. I know they will gain it back with another city, but they have to build a whole new relationship with it. And that's, you know, hockey players are a, little, are a lot different in that, that scenario. Yeah. How about the dynamic when you go into another team of a guy that you beat the piss out of or vice versa? <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, man. I've had it. I've had it. When I've gone to a city and when a player has gotten traded to my team, and it's very uncomfortable, but you find that, uh, you know, what, what, what goes on in the game is all business and it's all about winning and, and you put your personal businesses aside and you become friends. And I mean, I've seen guys beat the living crap out of each other and have a beer two hours later, you know, laughing. So, it's, you know, it's pretty funny. I, I was curious if that, if it gets, if it's unspoken, you know, you see the guy for the first time and, and, uh, you know, when he's a new member of the team, do you guys quickly go, all right, dude, you know, oh, or, 100%. Right okay. Away. All right. Right away. It's no, like right flipping away. somebody off on the road, and then you're stuck next to him at the uh, at the yeah. red light. <laughs> you're like, oh. You guys, know, you guys heard the story of Craig Berube and I. Craig Berube chased me around for three, four years after we got into a big fight, and I sucker punched him in the middle of a fight, in the middle of a brawl. Yeah. And uh, he came back to the Flyers uh, the the year that I was there, later in the year. Uh-huh. And I'm in the locker room taping my stick, and then Berube comes in into the locker room. I say, hey, what's up, Chief? And he punches me right in the face. Ah! I go down, oh, and I go down, and he lifts me back. Back up and said, "I told you I'd get you." <laughs> we, we, I mean, that was I mean, they were there weren't even any words exchanged. It was he got me back, and then we played golf later there, that day. <laughs> God, what a game, man! Jeremy, I know it was yeah. nine years ago, but um, you know the Flyers and the Blackhawks played each other in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I know that you had such a loyalty to Chicago, and of course, I don't blame yeah. you for that. I, I completely understand it. And those teams that you played for when you were with the Blackhawks, they were dominant for a long stretch. Um, no, what, they were for sure. What was that like for you watching the? Blackhawks play I mean the two of your former teams play each other in the Stanley Cup finals well it was it was great and miserable at the same time because I knew that I was going to be elated uh, and really sad at the same time it's you know it's it's two two sides of the coin um you know I have such a love for the Blackhawks I have such a love for the Flyers and you know if 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 the Flyers would have won I would have gotten just as emotional because I know what my my time meant there and what and how the fans have treated me in, in, in Philadelphia. I will tell you, I have I have more Flyer fans that that, that come up to me in the on the course of a of a day uh, wherever I'm traveling, airports, grocery stores, you know, whatever wherever I may be, than than any other team ever. And they're they're so thankful and appreciative. You know, if the Flyers would have won that that Stanley Cup in 2010, uh, you would have you would have seen me just as emotional. I dive so deep in the teams that I play for and yeah. give as much as I possibly can, bleed, sweat for that crest and for the people you know i don't think there's many many players that have played the game that have uh, that have been as uh, i think attentive to the fans as i have and it's for a reason and um you know when people say oh you got emotional for the hawks well i'll tell you i would have got emotional for the flyers the only problem was that the flyers didn't win it and they didn't give you the opportunity to show it so yeah. Um, you know that's that's not that's, you can't blame me for that one. Well, I, I, it's interesting to hear you say what you're saying. By the way, about you know, I, I I've I've contended for a long time that there there is there, and I know every city wants to feel this way, but I I think Philadelphia fans there is a uniqueness to them, and there is there is a, a passion, especially I think again you and you you rightfully cite hockey and the hockey fan base and the fact that you get the adulation the most for your Flyers Association, I think says a lot about the uniqueness of this area's sports fan. It's it, a million, it, it, it even goes even further than what you're saying. It's, it's even a deeper passion because it's, it's, if you're not a Flyer, then you are 
you are dead to us. It is not even. It's not even. It, there's not even a, a, a negotiation process there. And I'm one I, of them. And, 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 I, and I will tell you. I will tell you. I love that. That passion is how I played the game. Oh, that's and, awesome. You know, people people ask me when I got when I said I was going to sign in Philadelphia. Aren't you afraid of the of the sports media? Aren't you afraid of the scrutiny? And I'm, I'm like, I said, absolutely not. I said all Philly fans want is they want you to give 150 percent. They want you to work as hard as you as you can, and you know, put your neck on the line and be good to the people in, in that city. And if you if you do that, they're going to love you. And that was that that's how I lived my life. And we, we, we it was a beautiful relationship. Awesome. All right, so you're uh, you're at uh, Miller's Ale House once again. This is uh, tomorrow, six to eight p.m. Also, tomorrow is the alumni game. Um, so I, I guess you're going to be busy. I don't know what time that's going on. Are, are you involved in that at all, Jeremy? I know you're not playing. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to I'm probably going to be over there, but okay. I'll be doing some stuff for NBC. So okay. I will be uh, busy all day. But I sure hope everybody comes out to new to, to the Miller's Ale House uh, tomorrow night. I think New Hope Dog Assistance is. Uh, you know the assistant dog care is so important, mm-hmm. and you know we're going to try to raise raise twenty five thousand dollars, and anybody that comes over can help us uh, help us achieve that, and give thanks to somebody who's uh, allowing us to have uh, you know the freedom and the uh, and the great life that we lead. And I don't think it's much to ask. No, well, agreed. You'll do uh, you'll do pictures and stuff like that. Oh my God, pictures, <laughs> autographs, a lot of conversations. Excellent. One thing I do when I'm in, when I'm when I'm present is I'm present. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have conversations. It's not let's I sign, take a picture, and then scuffle off. No, know? I love that, and, yeah. it, and, and it's very exciting to the people who are attending. I wanted to ask yeah. you, Jack, just quickly about yeah. if, if people cannot make it, how do they donate? Uh, it's uh, newhopedogs.net is the website. We'll put that up on our, our site as well, so you can link off that. Correct. And then uh, the best thing you can do is go on the site, and you'll see Jeremy's picture on, okay. on the site uh, where you can donate. And then uh, just look at all the pictures of all the recipients. Uh, and if that doesn't warm your heart, nothing's going to. Okay. And by the way, Jeremy, uh, I, we noticed your your tweet uh, about a week ago or so. 30 years ago today, my first NHL goal. Yeah, that, that little uh, simple-faced 150-pound uh, <laughs> pound guy. I don't even recognize that guy. So, uh, well, it's amazing how time flies. Right? Yeah. Time flies. Yep. Well, yeah. you're doing a good thing tomorrow night. A real asset to the game. All right. Thanks so much, Jeremy. Good to talk to you, man. All right. All right, thanks for helping. Jeremy Ronick, guys, you yeah. And once again, Miller's Ale House, uh, Columbus Boulevard, 6 to 8 p.m. Is it um, you just show up, uh, or do you need to prepay, get a ticket or anything like be, that, Jack? It would be nice if you can go on the site and order tickets. Okay. Uh, we lowered it down to $50 a ticket, um, which is going directly to New Hope. And then any person that has children 15 or under want to come, they're free. Uh, we're doing appetizer buffet, free, uh, and some drink specials. Uh, right. And then um, you're probably going to have a great opportunity to have a beer with Jeremy Ronick. That's probably yeah. uh, one of the cooler things. Uh, nice. So please come out, and uh, we're, you're more than welcome to join us. It's awesome. And, that, and after Friday now, you're, you can ratchet down your constant heart attack that you've been having. So yes. uh, we, we've, uh, we've been talking a few times. And yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's a stepping stone for me. This is just the beginning. And okay. Like you said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to give up on this type of thing. I'm going to keep doing this all over and over again. No, it's That's great so work. Cool. All right, thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Jack O'Donnell, guys. Yeah. New Hope Assistance event uh, tomorrow at uh, Miller's Ale House, 6 to 8 p.m. That's on Columbus Boulevard. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Dave Joyce. Celebrating our area's best talent. 
right to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyboard local shots. Dave Joyce, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's uh, do a Bizarre Foul Run. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Foul Brought to you this morning by Dunkin' Girl Scout Cookie. Inspired flavors are back at Dunkin'. Enjoy $2 medium lattes and cappuccinos from 2 to 6 p.m. Preston and Steve run on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. A limited time offer. Oh, I love the drunk girl story. Oh, yes. The drunk girl story is a wonderful tale, no matter what the particulars are. We'll begin with this. A woman who was dangerously drunk just after midnight Sunday assaulted two police officers and an emergency medical technician after the 26-year-old lost money in a pinball machine. (laughs) In a pinball machine. At a bowling alley. At a bowling alley. Kylie Nicole Cunningham was reimbursed for the money lost in the pinball machine, but she punched the glass on the game. Freaking game. She was told to leave Blue Mountain Lanes, but instead requested more alcohol. When she was refused... She threw a cup of water in the face of an employee before heading out. Dickhead. An officer caught up to Cunningham and a man who were walking on the road. Are you on a piece of me? When asking for identification, the officer noticed both the uh, both of them smelled of alcohol. Cunningham refused the request, and after yelling obscenities, slurring her words, and losing her balance, the officer determined that she was wasted. This is totally exculpatory. Uh, Cunningham pulled away as the officer attempted to put her in handcuffs, but as the two officers arrived to assist, Cunningham was restrained in the cuffs. She was identified by her medical marijuana card, (laughs) but continued to be irate and argumentative, so officers attempted to put her in a police vehicle. Once inside, she unbuckled her seatbelt, refused to stay seated, and continued to resist officers. They attempted to place a restraint on her legs, but Cunningham kicked an officer in the chest and then headbutted him as he tried to return to her vehicle. While continuing to curse and spit, Cunningham kicked another officer as he tried to get her into a holding cell. Emergency medical personnel were requested to, uh, due to her being severely intoxicated, and they decided to take Cunningham to a hospital. Yes. As responders attempted to get her into the ambulance, she continued to spit and struggle. So, what a nightmare! A spit hood was put in place. <laughs> it's like a cone of shame. Yeah. Once in the ambulance, Cunningham, uh, even though in the spit hood, uh, bit an EMT on the forearm, leaving marks. You have uh, to have a big bite for that. A second ambulance was requested, but Cunningham continued to fight with officers and emergency medical personnel. I can still spit on you. Uh, she had to be, and I've never heard of this before, had to be chemically sedated in order to be transported safely. So she wow. was a, she was a complete lunatic. Totally. And here she is all drunk, and yeah. they have to sedate her even further. And the funny thing is, it all began with a pinball machine. Uh, Cunningham was arraigned on three counts of aggravated assault, three counts of simple assault, one count of resisting arrest, and three related offenses. Unbelievable. Here's a follow-up story. A man who hid his micropenis from his wife until their wedding night. It's easy to hide that. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is threatening to sue her after she posted <laughs> about it online. Uh, the bride's post went viral after she discovered her new uh, spouse had hidden his micropenis from her until their honeymoon. Oh, you have a micropenis. But in a twist of events, 27-year-old woman revealed her husband had seen the post and was threatening legal action. 
She confirmed that he was debating suing and divorcing her after he realized that she had shared all her intimate details online, uh, fearing that it was a matter of time before he was named. Can I break in here? Please. Before this story is done, the cold air has yes. begun. Yes. yes, it has. Did you just feel just that? Now. Yeah. Just now it kicked in. At about this time every day. Every day. The air conditioning comes on we, in the studio. You we can actually look at your papers. Yeah. You can see your papers up They're there. Moving. They're moving in okay. the breeze of the cold air. I just wanted to make no, sure that I wasn't the only one. You're right. And you guys are feeling it as well. Yes. yes. Back to the micro penis. <laughs> okay. The woman said <laughs> that uh, she says that uh, he wants an annulment and is considering suing me for defamation of character. He says that it's only a matter of time before someone leaks his name. I am tired of this. <laughs> The embarrassment is ridiculous. Uh, the woman... Talking about things that you shouldn't be talking about. Who cares what the size of my penis is? The... It's disgusting. I'm all man. Every bit of me. The woman initially posted about her unusual situation on Reddit where she revealed that they had waited to have sex as her husband, who was 32, claimed he was old-fashioned. Look at the sound I can make with my penis. <laughs> <Bing>. <laughs> Uh, she added that uh, he saw the post through an old friend of his who knew that he had a micropenis. I think, uh, so that should be the second question on a date, girls. Do you have a micropenis? <laughs> and saw on his uh, Facebook that he had just gotten married. And she said he doesn't know uh, who else the guy has told to link him to it. And I feel like I'm the a-hole. Uh, he's, he's... <laughs> Your penis can hey, make yeah, that hey, noise. Uh... Again. That's him <laughs> diddling it. That's me pleasuring myself. <laughs> Isn't it adorable? <laughs> it tickles. Um. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it tickles. <laughs> uh, she confessed that like she found... Like a little nubby nubby. She finally confronted him about why he never revealed his small member. She said, I confronted him last week about intentionally keeping this from me, and he said that he was sure I would leave him if I knew about the size prior to the wedding. So there was... And that he wanted to talk before the wedding, but feared it being called off because of his micropenis, and said that uh, if both families found out and gossiped about it, uh, he he would be crushed. So there was no... Nothing, no grabbing, no crotch touching. It no. happens. On rare occasions, it happens. People Nothing. manage to talk you into abstaining. Oh, my God, and, and I'm you, so aroused. And you go through it. So, you know. I'm I, fully engorged. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> it might have been like a turn-on for her as far as. Micropenis? Oh, no, 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 no. Him waiting till marriage. Like, oh, my God, guys. Feel are... so disappointed. <laughs> They don't make them like this anymore. Yeah, yeah. you know, they, they improved. All right. It's adorable. One more story. Uh, <laughs> video footage of a drunken JetBlue passenger throwing a tantrum has gone viral online. Valerie yeah. Gonzalez was reportedly taking a JetBlue flight from Fort Lauderdale to Las Vegas on Thursday when she became upset that she was seated next to a three-year-old. According to an arrest affidavit, the irate 32-year-old said... a the 32-year-old said, I'm not sitting next to an effing three-year-old. I've been drinking all day. <laughs> uh, I kind of understand. Give me a five-year-old. <laughs> Fellow passenger Orlando Alzgari uh, recorded the incident and uh, shared it on Twitter where it racked up nearly 60,000 views. Excuse me, ma'am. I'll switch seats. In the video. <laughs> 
He comes in to save the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the video, Gonzalez appears to be talking to someone via FaceTime on her phone while complaining that she didn't do anything wrong. And, like, so loudly, too. Oh, yeah. And other passengers begin to film her conversation. At one point, she actually spit on the passenger in front of her. For no reason. Yeah. Like, she can't even see, her, see the passenger. You see her just turn and go, Phew, and, spit and we're on. like, what? What's the spitting for? Uh, later, the woman shouts at passengers while gathering her things to leave the plane. What the F did I do? I called someone old because they were, she yells. I'll get my bags and I'll take my effing S. Uh, then the woman exec- exited the terminal. She tried to board the plane again, but a JetBlue agent prevented her from entering the plane. And Gonzalez hit the employee over the head. So she was arrested at the Florida <laughs> airport and charged with battery. Wait, when she was getting off, too, I guess they were going to, to Vegas, right? And and yeah. so she was going, oh, have fun in Vegas. Is that what she Vegas, was Vegas, baby. She's yelling as she's getting off the flight, yeah. being <laughs> escorted off. Idiots. All right, and there you go. That is your B-file for now. Let's take another break. Come back in a moment. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Casey's giving me something to give away. Oh, my God. I have a case of Yard's Love Stout to give away. February's all about bringing the love. So we'll take call number 16-215-263-WMMR. Give you the seductively smooth love stout from Yard's Brewing Company. Perfect thing to bring the ones to you love. And the ones to you love. Perfect thing to bring the ones to you love. The ones you bring to to the ones you love. love. Love for Stout. Uh, love for Love Stout at love. the Liquor Mart in Bear, Delaware. Got it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Caller 16. You're good to go. 215-263-WMMR. Jesus, I need a drink. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. The Struts. You don't need to say a word cause woo, woo, Shine down. The Fever 333. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. The Cardboard Classic is coming up a week from tomorrow. A couple of events to get you prepared for that. In fact, the Countdown Cardboard Classic is the event that's going on tonight at PJ Willihan's. Maple Shade Marissa will be there with Captain Morgans and a chance for you to win some concert tickets and this VIP Cardboard Classic experience. And I don't have the list of what all that includes. I know that it does get you into our special VIP viewing area. Special porta potty. Porta potty right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, here you go. Nick uh, just pulled up the information. You get two rooms for the night Ooh. of the classic on the first. So, you know, that Friday night afterwards, if you want to imbibe quite a bit. And uh, party through the night. You can, uh, you know, go, go hang in the E2000 Lounge. Then what, Shenanigans is the other place where everybody yeah. usually goes? Yeah, through. everybody go there, yeah. Everybody ends up at Shenanigans. <laughs> and then you can go, uh, you know, hang out. And uh, you got a room for the night, which is pretty cool. And uh, you'll also get uh, four lift tickets to uh, Ski Jack Frost on that day as well. And you get one spot on the PJ Sled for the run down the tubing hill at the Classic. So that's it's, awesome. It's a nice little setup. So that's Marissa tonight, 7 and 9. P.J. Willihan's in uh, Maple Shade. And then, let me see, there's another, there are two other Cardboard Classic uh, pre-parties, and those are Saturday, noon to 2. Marissa will be at the 12th and Chestnut location of Sprint, and Bam Bam will be at the Morristown Mall location. And a uh, chance for you to win the 
uh, the grand prize as well there, too. So pretty cool thing. Love it. Love it. Yep. And uh, we're excited about the event. Always are. Let's take, uh, let's see, we'll get you a lesson question, see if we can give away a prize. We've got a pair of tickets to see uh, Villanova playing Butler on Saturday the 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. And the question that I have for you, this, uh, let's go with this one. Uh, when attending the Academy Awards, most people win Oscars. What awards did Denzel Washington win? <laughs> Not an Oscar, but a different name for the Oscar. Essentially, it was a flub of mine. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. When attending the Academy Awards, most people win Oscars. What awards did Denzel Washington win? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Metropolitan Veterinary Associates. Metropolitan Veterinary Associates in Norristown has been a leading specialty and emergency hospital for over 30 years with 13 specialties and over 30 doctors. They are dedicated to providing the highest quality veterinary care. Learn more at metro-vet.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Priyanka Chopra making it clear that even though she couldn't make it to the Meghan Markle baby shower, the two are still absolutely best friends. In fact, Chopra shared a text she sent to Markle that read, just nine more of my wedding receptions and then I'm all yours. (laughs) There we go. Empire producers cautiously hedging their bets by strategically reducing Jesse Smollett's screen time in light of allegations he staged his own attack. In fact, in the episode currently being filmed, Smollett will play an olive fork. (laughs) It's a big reduction. And finally, Gwyneth Paltrow is going on the attack against the guy who sued her over a 2016 ski incident, saying it was, in fact, he that injured her. Paltrow's lawyers have responded with a countersuit against Terry Sanderson and, and have entered a writ of, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, when attending the Academy Awards, most people won Oscars. What awards did Denzel Washington win? You had to have been listening earlier. So I'll go to Linda. Hey, Linda, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, Linda, what, what award did Denzel win? It wasn't an Oscar. It was a... Oscar-mer. Oscar-mer. yes. <laughs> Linda, are you in a gymnasium right now? No, I'm at work, so I had to go out to the hallway. I got you. What Just... gave you that idea? <laughs> it must be the largest yeah. hallway in the world. Did you hear the <laughs> reverb? Linda, hang on the line. We're going to set you up, and we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Villanova versus Butler on Saturday, March 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. You can get tickets at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. Let's do the music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Uh-oh. What? what? You lost your music news. Uh, it's, yeah, Marissa, it's in the... <laughs> that, that's twice today. Poor well, Marissa. listen, I meant to tell her when she brought in my entertainment yeah. news that the music news would have been sitting right next to it. <laughs> okay. And that was uh, several hours ago, and I forgot to have her ready. Red paper clip. She did it. She saved the day. Yay. Uh Music News brought to you by Dunkin'. Girl Scout cookie-inspired flavors are back at Dunkin'. Enjoy $2 medium lattes and cappuccinos from 2 to 6 p.m. Preston Steve run on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Blink-182. Drummer Travis Barker gave Billboard an update on the band's eighth studio LP. He said, I'm really excited because we're about 70% finished with our album. And I feel like this is the closest that we've come to something 
like uh, 2003's Blink-182 since that album, which is one of my favorite Blink albums by far. Asked why he compared the upcoming set to the 2003 self-titled effort. Uh, He said, I feel like California was similar to Enema of the State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, reestablishing the band, giving fans what they really want and expect from Blink. Now that we got all that out of our system, naturally... Uh, We're not writing like that this time. It's more experimental. As for when the new Blink record might arrive, uh, Barker hinted April, May, or June, if I had to guess. That's the target. It's kind of loose, but I feel like it's happening right around there. So they are full steam ahead in the studio. Should have some Blink-182 out this year. ACDC guitarist Angus Young has donated the Canadian equivalent of about $15,000 to the Alzheimer's Society of Ontario after hearing about a Canadian fan's unusual fundraiser. Steve McNeil, who lost his mother and his mother-in-law to Alzheimer's, has been traveling across Canada to skate for 19 hours and 26 minutes in each of the country's NHL cities, raising awareness and money for local Alzheimer's societies. I don't know why he chose 19 hours and 26 minutes. Maybe his... Mother was born in 1926. Maybe that's something like that. I'm not really it's sure. Possible. Maybe uh, that's how tall she was. Nine one thousand nine hundred and twenty-six inches. You're probably tall. more correct. Know, yeah, that's a super big woman. He says that his efforts, uh, that his effort is a tribute to both his mother and Angus's brother, Malcolm Young. I would like to find out the, the importance of that. Maybe it has to have some correlation. Yeah, and of course, the the latter was a co-founder of ACDC. Yes. He died of dementia at. Uh, Age 64, two years ago. So he got word about it. Uh, Angus did. Angus and his his wife, Ellen, uh, stumbled across an article about his efforts and then uh, asked her to write uh, CBC for more details about supporting the fundraiser. It's very nice. Basically sent him a check for 15 grand. It's a horrible, horrible situation. Yes. Robs you of you. Uh, And then one last thing. The latest John Lennon and Yoko Ono documentary called John and Yoko Above Us Only Sky will air on A&E on March 11th at 9 p.m. Would uh, you shut up? <laughs> the film, which produced by Britain's Channel 4 with the cooperation of Yoko Ono and the Lennon Estate, aired last fall in England and features unheard audio, including the first demo of Imagine. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Would you shut up? Holy God. As well as uh, never heard before interviews. She's practicing, you know. She calls that practicing. Uh, with Lennon. Uh, Sounds and- like a cat in a wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> There's also uh, previously unseen footage that will show him and Yoko working together in London. Um, Why don't I write everything and, and you just sit there? Uh, Above Us Only Sky was helmed by Emmy Award winning and Oscar nominated director Michael Epstein. Best known for the 2000 Lennon NYC documentary. Okay, so you're obviously a huge Beatles fan and familiar mm-hmm. with all the work and everything. And I, over the years, Rolling Stone magazine has, has uh, given rave reviews to these Yoko Ono and the Plastic Ono Band albums. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I don't get I it. I, it's listen. I guess that sometimes is it just because you like John so much that you want? I, you know, I don't. I don't like, know, man. I think if you like John, you would hate it even more. Yeah. I think it's a completely different audience. So she was a performance artist, so yeah. maybe they take that into consideration. I, I don't know, man. There's a lot of things with Rolling Stone that I've never agreed upon. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard to say. But, yeah, uh, they, they have always lavished praise on her. So, 
Whatever, man. Yeah, but, we know it stinks. Yeah, but that's uh, that's going to be coming out in March. By the way, that particular uh, film. Uh, what is this? I oh. just found out that uh, the Young's brother, or the Young's mother, excuse me, was born in 1926. So that was there, the you were right. Hey. Nice call, man. Right. It's not the height. I was wrong. <laughs> Listen, it could have been anything. Man. Super huge woman. <laughs> And that is what I have for your music news. Let's take another break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get ready to wrap this thing up. We only got three letters you need for the Word of the Week prize this week. We'll give that next one to you when we return. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Weekly Rush, a video highlights compilation gleaned from an entire week's worth of laughs. Available now in the Get Local section of Xfinity On Demand. Thank you to Jeremy Roenick for being Yay. on the show this morning. I haven't spoke to Jeremy Roenick in a number of years, and it was uh, cool to chat with him. You can meet him and hang out with him in person tomorrow. He and uh, Jack O'Donnell, who stopped by from uh, New Hope Dogs, are going to be at Miller's Ale House in South Philadelphia. It's on Columbus Boulevard from 6 to 9 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, Jeremy's going to be doing a meet and greet, and he said it's more than just coming by and taking a picture or getting an autograph. He'd like to hang out, talk to you, spend some time. So. Yeah, and uh, it sounds 100% authentic. So, yeah, go hang with Jeremy. And Jeremy was a superstar, man. He yeah. wasn't just uh, just a good player. The guy was fantastic. Uh, tickets are available through newhopedogs.net. So uh, thanks for being here, guys. And uh, Brent Porsche. Hey, good morning, gang. Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing great. How about nice. you? Good. You got, a, you got two shows left. Two more. And then... Uh, Pierre will be back. Pierre returns on Monday. Yeah, yeah. You just crossed your fingers. Hopefully, yeah. Okay. You, know, you know, you know how you like to take that extra day. Yeah, it does so, happen. That's right. He's not doing it this yeah. time. Right, took an extra week and stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. So let's get the letter. You yeah. ready? Here it is. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. By the letter L is loving this sunshine. All right, and we got one more to go, and that is it. A Bud Light six pack of pit tickets for MMR. 2019, Saturday, May 18th, BB&T Pavilion, uh, presented by Bud Light Brood with hops, barley, water, and rice. It's MMRBQ 2019. You can get the complete information at WMMR.com. So we'll give that away tomorrow. What's in store for today? Jam-packed show today, man. We got the Workforce Blocks. We're going to be celebrating Eric Wilson, the bassist from Sublime's birthday, with a block. We're also going to do the Who and the Black Keys, and uh, more winning before you can buy them tickets to the Dave Matthews Band for their show BB&T in June. Also, that big show with ba- Breaking Band, Chevelle, Three Days Grace, and all of them coming to BB&T in August. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Enjoy. I just saw a, a posthumous interview with Chris Cornell uh, talking about The Who and how much he loved Quadrophenia. Oh, get out. Yeah, and it was uh, the interview was done in 2017, I think, like that. But I'll send it to you, Brent. It's pretty interesting where he talks about really his reverence for the band. And um, and it's sad to see Chris talk about it because you miss Chris, but it's cool to see him talk about how great The Who was. And yeah, it's- awesome, and you send it my way. All right, and uh, tonight, tonight, hot damn tonight. <laughs> Marissa Magnata is on location. Marissa, you want to? Uh, never mind. There's <laughs> <laughs> a mouthful of hummus. I was going to see if she wanted to, to talk about her event tonight. Sure, no, some weird stuff's happening here. I took a bite of toast, and then all the audio went out on our side of the board, but we're still in the air, as far as I know, so we're good. Um, but tonight... 
PJ Wheel hands and maple shit. I mean, it's been crazy like that for no, you guys. No, I understand. There. It's crazy like stay that. Stay away from too. the toast. Yeah, you know that. In broadcasting, <laughs> stay away from breakfast food. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, PJ Wheel hands maple shade tonight, 7 to 9. We're having a big party with Captain Morgan's, um, Calendar Girls, tons of concert tickets, and then somebody's going to walk away with the VIP Carbo Classic package, which is two rooms to stay overnight after the Carbo Classic, hanging out in the VIP section uh, with us. You get to ride on the PJ Wheel hands sled. Nice. Awesome. If you always wanted to go down there but could never build your own sled, come out tonight and register. Yep. All right. Thank you very much, Marissa. Have fun there tonight. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show today has been brought to you by What A Crock Meals. For info and to sign up for their meal plans, visit whatacrockmeals.com. Also brought to you by Sergeant Scrap. Don't take crap for your scrap. Visit sgtscrap.com and also uh, Hyundai City. Shop at the shop the President's Day event with just a click at HyundaiCity.com. Tomorrow on our program, it's going to be a busy day. We have some of our favorite people on. Frank Caliendo is back in town. He'll be in the studio. Rich Voss is stopping by for some time <laughs> in the studio. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk to Mr. Skin as well. Of course, you know the Oscars are this weekend. And uh, Mr. Skin has also his. It's either the Anatomy yeah, Awards. the Anatomy. The yeah. Anatomy Awards. Yeah, sk- so we'll talk to uh, Mr. Skin tomorrow about all that stuff. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have, wait a minute. Hang on a second. What? Wait, what? We Rach, have to. Yeah. I didn't even. Th- Rachel, come over here. All right. I, I stop the, the wrap stop up music. Stop the clock. Stop it. Uh, our, from our original Preston Steve calendar girl, uh, Rachel is here. Hello, Rachel. Hi. Nice oh, to see you. And Rachel is leaving. On Monday, yes, starting a job in the world of radio in Manhattan, Kansas. In Manhattan, and the thing about Rachel <laughs> is, uh, Rachel is now going to be an on-air personality. Yes. She's essentially been in our calendar and helped out with promotions for a number of, year, of years, and she was an assistant here on the show as well. But you actually. You're broadcaster. Thank you. I Yay. feel so special and a little scared, and 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 I'm excited. I've yeah. been listening to you guys set the example on the bar, like really high. You've been listening. So uh, we were at Y100, yeah. and you you yeah. started uh, corresponding, and yeah. uh, here you are. Listen, it's very cool, and you're going to be a co-host. Mm-hmm. You and a guy doing this. It's yes. sort of an active rock station as well. Yes, out it there. Is. And it's so cool that you got it. We're so proud of you. Thank you so yeah. much. I'm, I'm I'm really sad to leave. I worked my last event the other night with Brent and Jackie. Yeah. And, and I'm sad to miss you guys, but I'm going to learn. Yeah. I'm going to go to the middle of nowhere to learn. <laughs> yes. That's Preston knows the area, though. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he Googled and, and found me a uh, a rifle church. It's called the uh, something or the other Bible and rifle church. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Welcome to Kansas. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, but it's a rock station. Yeah. You guys can uh, you can stream me and podcast you. No, hey, I don't recommend. And you're gonna get that. to see tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So That's it's fair. gonna be fun. Gonna miss you guys, but I do a couple of years there, and then I, you know, come on back. back come back. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I said when Sarah Parker is running the station here, she's gonna hire me. There <laughs> you go. I see. I see. Nice. Well, good luck to you. We love you. We'll miss you, but uh, we're here to help you if you need any help. All right. Thank you guys so Excellent. much. Love you. Love you. That's awesome. So congratulations to her. That's really, really cool. All right. uh, And with that, uh, we are done. That's it. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve. Love you. Hate you. Line. I love Preston and Steve for having this love you, hate you line, because I really hate these holes that don't know how to drive in the morning when you're taking your kids to school and you're trying to get to work. 
and they think they're privileged, and they ain't privileged. Oh! Next message. Shimmy, 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 shake, shake, shake. Shabba doo, gazooks. Next message. Hey, Matt, it's your friend. So last night you kept me up all night. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.